think if I ever moved anywhere up north, mm-hmm. now I can officially say I'd probably move to either Rhode Island or North Carolina. But don't don't count on it though. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. Why is that? That seems Those, like an odd odd statement. Well, recently went on a trip. Uh, had to travel a few states mm-hmm. to do some work. And those were two of the states. Also went to uh, Virginia, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. And now, granted, we're only talking about the locations that I went to. Sure. And there's tons of statage, tons of area to look around. But those particular areas that I went to, the 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 North Carolina area and the Rhode Island area, I went to were very nice. And. Another reason why it probably won't happen is because we're still talking about up north. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the ghost spring that we have had this year, which is now for us down here, basically just turned into summer. Um, I realized that I went those went to those states at a very, I don't know, like objectively perfect time of the year for me. Sure. Because it wasn't it wasn't cold. It wasn't hot. Matter of fact, it was almost, aside from one half rainy day, it was almost perfect temperatures for every single day. Uh, Rhode Island was very cold. Well, for me, it was cold. It was like 50 degrees until about 12 o'clock in the afternoon, and that really wasn't what made it cold. It was the fact that it was constant wind blowing all morning long. I can usually stand cold weather to a point, but wind, cold and windy, yeah. Oh, yeah, the wind a- is... When is what kills me up here sometimes? Mm-hmm. But if for some odd reason I would ever move up north, those two definitely got a solid, solid mark in my book. Yeah, I went to I don't, Connecticut a long time ago, and I always said if I moved mm-hmm. up north, that would be uh, one of my top choices. Yeah. There's always so much to consider when you're older. I, I suppose if if you have your head on your shoulders, you should be considering a lot of things when you're younger too. If you intentionally try to move somewhere, you know there's the job market in the area, there's the school, uh, there's the education around you, the public safety, all that stuff for when you have a family. There's cost of living, taxes, like what type of businesses are around. I didn't really have time to investigate all that stuff, and I didn't really want to. But I heard some folks from uh, Rhode Island said, "Yeah, it's great to move here. It's just the taxes suck and the politics suck." And I was like, "Well, <laughs> you got. I can understand that. You got to pay taxes regardless. So, yeah. yeah, I understand that. And I'm not. I don't deal with politics at all, really. So, I'm one of those loser uh, since high school kids that doesn't really follow politics. So, yeah, I don't know." When I look back on it, I moved to Virginia for work um, because I was a bit desperate at the time. But that was a pretty extreme move. Mm -hmm. I'd never, uh, I mean, aside from, you know, work travel, I really hadn't been out of the Mississippi, Louisiana area. Virginia was completely unknown to me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm beginning to... I'm getting in a place in my life where I never realized I would ever be, which is I'm starting to lose track of all the places both in and out of country that I've been. There are some typical places that people have been that I have not been. 
excuse me, and even talking military wise, uh, I've never been in Japan, neither personal or on business. I've been in Germany, as in a flight landed in a German airport, and then we flew out of Germany. I don't even know if I've stayed in a hotel in Germany. I don't think we did. Uh, yeah, there's all sorts of major typical places that people have went. Yeah, like Italy is another one. I haven't been there. But, I mean, I've been a few places around the world, and especially around the States, there was a long time in my life where I never, I think, so my uh, basic training for the Army, I did it at Fort Benning, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And going to Georgia, aside from going to Missouri to visit family, and aside from going to, I think, a trip to Florida for a few days with, like, it was some random event, like a neighbor of ours, they were going to Florida to go see some event and go hang out at the beaches, and they just took me with them. I had never been out of the States or never been to other States. And now I've been, uh, so all those States I just mentioned, but I've already been to Virginia before. I've been to Texas. I've been to California. I've been to, uh, of course, Alabama and Louisiana. Duh. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, it's still small, still small stuff. I mean, I'm no, I'm no trucker or anything, and I'm definitely not a worldly <laughs> traveled man. But I am. I was thinking about it during this trip. I was like, man, we're, I've been to a lot of damn places. Now, g- visiting places and living places, I get two two totally different things. And most of these places, aside from like maybe long tours where I was in Iraq or something, yeah, it all of those were, you know, a couple days or a week or two, you know. Yeah, you know. Oh, crap. There's other places I forgot, too. I've been to fucking, the, the like, uh, St. Croix and Hawaii. There's, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's it's getting too much now. I'm losing <laughs> the ability to keep track of all these places. Yeah, they're, uh, you mentioned Japan, and that reminded me. I haven't actually been, like, out in Japan, but on one of my many trips to and from Korea, I think this was a trip to um we had a layover in Japan and that was my only layover mm-hmm. I've ever had there. Um, but I went to a restaurant in the airport and had curry and this was authentic Japanese curry. That was amazing. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to a pilot who was telling me about Japan. Um, so I had, it's, it's funny how this conversation even started. First off, Hello, everyone, and welcome to the end of time. I'm Michael. And I'm Chris. So I was talking to a pilot, and he, uh, I had a shirt on. I had a, I have a, you know, one of those 72 fucking t-shirts I own, Chris. Yeah. Uh, those video game and anime shirts. I had a Section 6 shirt on, which Section 6, six for those who know, is from Ghost in the Shell. That's the, basically the operation that. Um, Mutoko Kusanagi was in and it's just just one of my shirts nothing big nothing flamboyant it doesn't say like Ghost in the Shell on it but it does have some Japanese writing above the actual word section and he was like hey where's so where what's that code for I was like we're talking about it. he goes well with the Japanese can you read it and I was like no I, I'm pretty sure it says section six he goes all right is that like a were you stationed there I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> but he he had been there a couple times, both 
both on his dime and on the military's dime. And mm-hmm. we just talked about Japan for a while and all the places he's been. I was asking him questions about old school, like really old historical Japanese places. He said, yeah, those are really nice. He's been to them. And I was like, man, I bet, I bet you had some of the best damn sushi. He's like, man, you have no idea. He's like, I lived on the coast uh, my whole life. He was, he's like in his fifties or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I've ate every single sushi place on the coast multiple times. And of course, all around the country and damn near all around the world, but it does not hold a candle. Like he said, he said, there is no sushi that I've had at any, any restaurant I've ever been to anywhere other than Japan. Like Japan's authentic, you get it right here. I'm like, it can't be like that damn different because there's good sushi. He's like, I don't know what to tell you, man. It is. Yeah, I don't know if it's the ingredients or the fact that I was eating it in Japan or or what, but I know that the first. He was like, the first place I had one was off like a cart almost on the streets. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even a restaurant. It was just passing through the streets. He's like, I'm gonna give you some advice. Don't ever put your hand up to scratch your head or 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 scratch your eye or or just scratch the back of your head because you'll end up buying something. You'll end up buying like a four hundred dollars <laughs> salmon. You don't even know because they're always selling stuff all over the streets of Japan and they're just looking for somebody to put their hand up to buy something. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, it was like the first night, him and his wife and his kids, they were just walking through the street to get to their uh, hotel or pagoda, whatever they were staying at. And the, the kids were starving. She was starving. He was like, well, hell, let's stop. He's just right here. We'll just stop right here and we'll grab some of the sushi. He's like, this, this shit was on the street. It was just a guy selling sushi on the street. And it was already some of the most delicious sushi I've ever had. That wasn't in a restaurant. Fine cut, fine made, all that. So. Right. I was like, man, you uh, really, really cooking me here, man. I don't really, really want to go to Japan like right now. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't care about the sushi thing. I don't like sushi, but I've I've been doing a lot of thinking lately because I work from home, which means I can mm-hmm. work from anywhere. So I'm like, if I wanted to make a trip to say Japan, I could, you know, pack up a computer enough hardware to do my job. Um, mm-hmm. And just like spend however long I wanted to somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Really tempting. Yep. When you when you when you work from home and your own boss, man, you're afforded all that stuff. Uh, I'm I'm finding myself incredibly fortunate for the job I have. No, I'm not my own boss, and I don't work for myself. But I'm getting to go all over the place. Uh, it's especially true now that I'm in uh, the Air Force as opposed to being in the Army, but. Yeah, man, I'm. It's also the unit we're in too. I mean, we're we're world famous and all that stuff. So, it's nice. It's it's unexpected and nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, my wife is really supportive about it. That was always a big concern of mine before I even took the main job. Was that you know, look, we're if I'm going to be this dedicated, I'm going to be in this group, and they go all the all over the place all the time, and it's pretty much understood in my household that. If I'm going on a trip somewhere for a few weeks, it's fine. It's whatever. Yeah. But just don't go to the desert anymore. I'm like, well, I'll <laughs> do my best. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, so I guess we could. I don't know how I want to do this because I don't really. I don't really have a topic this week. I did skim a bunch of oh, news man. articles. So I mean, we'll. We'll we'll be spending a good chunk talking about news. That might be just what today is. Yeah, I think we have um, two big things we can talk yeah. about today. 
Perfect. Uh, if you want, we can just kick off weeks then. Um, and I think it's my turn. Am I right? That is correct. I might be. Awesome. <laughs> that is the that is the extent. That is the maximum use of my memory. I have now used it on this episode. I can never remember anything else for the rest of the year. All right, I'll get my fact checking ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, folks, uh, this is going to be a very light week for me as far as gaming and all that goes because I've been on the road since pretty much Sunday night, uh, the night after our recording. And we did record on Saturday, didn't we? Uh, No, we recorded Friday. Maybe. I I think we recorded Friday. Anyway, it's been a week, and I haven't been at the house all week. I got back home last night. Of course, I, I'm one of those cats that whenever I get home, I like to unpack and like have everything done out of the way. Mm-hmm. Like if there's chores, if there's laundry, dishes, unpacking all the stuff that I packed. Uh, work, work can wait depending. I can always do my work at work, but I like to come home and have either hopefully they have nothing to do at all or at least get it all done. So came home and got all my shit unpacked, and I played a little bit of games last night. But as far as this week goes, uh, not not really at all. I played a little bit more Sekiro. Uh, I'm gonna kind of flip this uh, script because usually I do the uh, uh, the non video game stuff first, but I uh, got more non than video gaming this week, obviously. So I've been playing Sekiro still, and I am to the. Uh, I, for, I, for, I, don't, I think his name is like the Guardian Monkey or Guardian Ape or something. Uh, folks that, that know where I'm at will know what I'm talking about. And I have died to this guy quite a many times. But I'm it's, it's a big dance, just like it is with any other boss in this game. And much like all the bosses I've had before this one. Um, I realize that I've not been talking a lot about the bosses and that's, I don't know if that's because most of them have been kind of easy now or I'm going to say it's partially that that's a a good chunk of it is the fact that I haven't really died to a lot of them. Uh, and plus Chris hasn't gone all the way through this. Uh, do you plan on going through secure anymore? I mean, there's no pressure of course, but I don't want to start blabbing about Sekiro shit. If you have any plans at all to go through the game. Yeah, I do. I just don't know when it'll be yet. I have to get in that mindset um, to be willing to deal with that punishment. I feel you. And it's, it's, I gotta tell you, man, it's, it is something because I, hear me out before you make a judgment audience. I actually thought about stopping Sekiro full stop all the way and pushing it to way later this year, maybe even next year, only because I'm really gearing my mind up for this year about trying to do a lot of my backlog mm-hmm. and Sekiro is going to take another good month for me at least i mean i'm already behind the curve and i've no, beating a game number one on any difficulty or two in an amount of time means nothing to me so i'm not trying to race anybody to beat this game i'm saying that it's been out it was out i was like a month before i could even start playing it so while this game has is being sped run beyond all belief by this point, I'm still working through it. And I got to thinking, man, if I'm, uh, I was watching a few uh, on the flights himself. I was watching a few uh, Nintendo and Super Nintendo and PlayStation game reviews here and there, and just reminding myself that yeah, that's that's one I never played. I really should get into that. There's another game I really I really should play. I need to get into that. 
a lot of Game Boy, Game Boy Advance games that I've never played and I really wanted to get into them. Even, I mean, that old school backlog. Yeah. And I was like, man, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to, I need to stop playing Sekiro because I'm going to, I'm going to knuckle down on this game until I beat it. And that's going to be from this recording, probably another month, if not more. And I really did think about it and thought about it. I said, you know what? I've already had my breakthrough with this game. I've already had my oh shit. I've already had my Dark Souls moment. I I want to go ahead and finish it. It's not, I will tell you now, Chris, it's not a super high octane power drive like Dark Souls ever ever was for me or even Bloodborne. But it's more of a principle thing now. You know, I've come this far. I want to I want to go ahead and see it through and get it out the way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm still playing through that. Uh and you know, like I said earlier, I don't want to get into specifics because there's I mean even I mean Chris knows there's a big monkey boss now, so there's that. That that shocker will be spoiled for you, but eh there's other shocking bosses in this game which I I'm saying this because I know the audience is like man you're just blowing through Sekiro and you you and Chris had a whole episode talking about God of War but you're just blowing through a, a from software game what's up and again it's for a couple reasons one I don't want to spoil anything and two I'm I kind of want to save everything for when I'm finished but yeah I'm playing through it and it's it's going to be my main go-to game. When I get frustrated or fed up, I do have the smaller uh, platform uh, Metroidvania-ish game I'm, I'm still playing here and there. The uh, Oh, and I did mispronounce it last episode. It's not Abelos, A-B-B. It's Agelos. And I'm maybe pronouncing the name wrong, but it's A-G-G-E-L-O-S. And yeah, it's just... It's just a little filler game, you know, a little platforming, little Metroidvania, nice little eight, eight bit style graphics and music. It's 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 entertaining. It's a it's an in between. Uh, I don't know. I I mean I as a random offshoot thing. I don't know if I brought this up before, but I I've had uh, Gears of War purchase for Gears of War four purchase for a few months now. I purchased this back back in the day on a sale for like. I don't know, five bucks or something. And I just randomly came across an, e- an email while I was looking for something. Oh, yeah, I did purchase that. I need to download that. So I have that off to decide as well. I don't know what I'm going to work on first when I do finish Sekiro. I don't, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm going to try to do my little idea of doing a solid console for a month. Like maybe June will be a Nintendo month. July will be a PlayStation month. August will be a Game Boy. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how all that plays out. But the 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 hard problem. This is something else we discussed a little bit last episode. The hard problem, Chris, is fucking getting a backlog idea together. Period. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's just going through the entire library of the games of the consoles and just yeah, I'll play that. I'll play that. I'll play that. But I I tried it again. Uh, I went to the backloggery, and I mean, man, it's you, I, I get what they're going for. I get it. It does work for what they have designed it for. You can search for a game. You can put if you've played it, if you've beaten it, if you've hundred percented it, if you've got it, if if you want to put it on your backlog, and all these other various options. You, you can put in little details. You can make a whole little bio for an individual game. And I, that's cool. That's awesome. But the problem is, I have played 
hundreds of video games, if not in the, I, I, it's probably capping in a thousand by now. And I have, if not the same amount, if not twice as many games in a backlog mentality, I, that would take me the rest of this year to log all that stuff. So I don't know. It's going to be as, as I either come across it or shit comes my way, I'll play it. I just, I don't really have a, a set schedule or a set plan right now. But I'm really digging the idea of trying to trying to dig in and get a good backlog uh, year out of this. So those are the only two games. I did bring my Switch with me on the trip, but I didn't even break it out once. I know <laughs> gasp, shock, and awe. Uh, there's, not not, there's nothing on there I'm seriously working on. I do have Yoshi's Crafted World that I'm, I'm stepping my way through. And I have the uh Kirby's game uh Kirby's yarn Kirby's I forget which one it was and I'm playing through that as well but nothing that it wasn't like burning burning me to pull out my switch and play so I had I did bring a metric ton of anime with me because it dawned on me that all these trips I've been going on I could totally I mean we have a we have a Crunchyroll account, so spend this time when I'm in the hotel rooms, not here with my consoles and my PCs, and just catch up on some anime. Sure. And the first one I wanted to watch was an anime that Adam had rec- he's rec- I mean, everybody's recommended me hundreds of anime, but he's really been harping on this anime series called ReZero. Uh, it's a series about a guy who... it's. Uh, I forget what the title is. It's where you get transported to a fantasy world. It has its own term. Uh, It's one of those. But the catch with this one is it's like a Groundhog Day effect. Whenever he dies, he comes back to a certain point. And apparently that point gets moved further throughout the series. And, yeah, it's interesting. I wanted to check it out. And he's really, really been harping on me to to check it out. And I was like, well, when I go on this trip, I'll do it. And the anime that I had uh, with me didn't have, uh, it didn't have, well, it had English subtitles, but it had another language that I don't understand. So it was not Japanese and and wasn't English, so I really wasn't wanting to watch it. So I went to my Crunchyroll account and started watching that, but the problem is I was in hotel rooms and their Wi-Fi that you get is either, one, not free, so I wasn't using it, mm-hmm. or two, watching a 22-minute episode took about an hour. <laughs> yeah. And I just I, I just could not, man. I I tried to, like, load it. Like, I don't know what it is about. I, and I've noticed YouTube does this as well. It used to be, back in the day, you could take a video. Let's say a video was 20 minutes long, mm-hmm. and you knew you had a shitty internet connection. You could start the video loading pause it and let that bitch just buff buffer slash download all the way through yep. and when you when you saw that the buffering had caught up or the downloading buffering it was finished you could press play and watch the whole thing now it's like they only buffer like two or three minutes at a time so yeah i i had an episode i watched episode one got that out of the way took had a lot of hassle but i watched it the next night 
so I didn't watch anything else that night. I, I, I did other stuff. Uh, I didn't watch any anime that night. Did some other stuff, which I'll get to in a minute. Second night, I started to watch the ep- second episode. Had the same problem in a new hel- new hotel room. Same problem. But this time, when I finished, I was like, okay, now this shit's starting to get good. I'll start episode three. I started it, paused it, left my phone on the charger in the hotel room, went across the street with all the people we flew with, had dinner, so about an hour, hour and a half, came back, and that bar had moved like four fingernails over. Mm-hmm. That was it. I was like, what the fuck? So I watched it up to that point, paused it, and just let it sit there, and then watched the buffer go and go and go over like ten minutes, and then stop. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I hate that. I hate that with a passion. So I gave the fuck up on watching that. I will watch that uh, and other anime whenever I feel like it in the future. That was really frustrating. Uh, so mostly what I did on my trip and my pastime, uh, besides hanging out with the crew and everything, was uh, watch movies. And it wasn't anything too important. <laughs> Excuse me, nothing, nothing really noteworthy. Uh, like I watched Logan again, I watched uh, Infinity War again, just a few random spotty movies here and there. But I do want to touch on a couple. Uh, one is this. Oh, I need to go find it. It's actually on my drive here as well. Uh, it's the stand. I want to say it's a standoff at Sparrow Creek. Let me make double sure before I lie on this movie. Uh, vamping, vamping, the standoff at Sparrow Creek. Okay, yeah, that's right. Uh, unknown movie, understandable. A lot of these are about apparently a this these group of people are in a in a militia, uh, U.S. militia, and one night out of the blue, uh, a a bunch of cops get shot up, and they're they're blaming it. Well, uh, the movie starts out with with these clues coming together with these people. Uh, when shit goes down in the town, these guys will get together because they're in the militia. And they get together and start talking. They're like, okay, well, somebody in this armor that we have shot up a whole bunch of cops using this weapon, which we have. They're going to think it's us. And they're like, no, nah, it's, it's none of us. So we need to fucking batten down the hatches here and figure out what we can do. And they go back to get their guns to post up in case shit goes down. And they find a gun's missing. And they go through their armory and find armor's missing. And they're like, oh, okay. So one of us did it. So who the fuck did it? And that's how the movie plays out for a good while. Very understated movie. It's nothing. It's it's nothing flashy or showy. It's it's uh it's man versus man type intensity. A lot of situations, a lot of interrogations, and all that stuff. But just the way it is shot, the way the the way the lack of music plays out, the different characters and their roles. I I really enjoyed it. But I do want to touch on and emphasize a movie that I have seen in my life probably about 15 times. And given the nature of it, that seems absurd because uh, this movie is a, I don't want to, it's not a mystery. It's a suspense type mystery. It's a movie that the whole time you're scratching your chin going, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, and that movie is Lucky Number Slevin. Chris, have you heard of or seen this movie? Okay. No. This is definitely a well-rounded, well-directed, well-put-together movie. 
and I found while I found two things while watching this movie again. Uh, and I'm, and I say the reason why it's ma- it's absurd that I have seen this movie so many times is because the whole movie is essentially like a like a mystery, and you're trying to figure out how all these pieces are coming together. And at the end of the movie, it is a f- a, a an enormous <gasps> oh fuck oh wow it is one of those. But once you know that, you now know the movie. I don't watch this to mm-hmm. to refigure out the movie. I do pick up on certain things here and there that I didn't see. That it that is one aspect, I guess. Uh, watching movies that watching a mystery all the way through, having the uh huh moment given to you, and then rewatching a movie, it does put some more things in perspective. And I, I mean, I've I've that's happened plenty of times while watching this movie, but. I watched this movie not only for that, but for the characters themselves, the way it plays out, the direction. It's it's a well-shot movie as well. Uh, it's criminally unheard of and unknown, and it was to me as well. I, I watched this movie years and years and years ago on a whim. If you need a stellar actor to put in your face to make you get on board, I mean, it does have Morgan Freeman and uh, Bruce Willis in it. Those two are not the Burdamic char- characters, though. The and I need to look up his name uh, right now so I do him justice. Uh, Lucky number Slevin. That is the name, by the way, S L E V I N. And you find out where that name comes up later in the movie. Uh, Slevin Calevra is the main character, and he is played by Josh Hartnett, who is another one of those kind of unknown actors. But everything I've seen him in, I've loved him in. The second thing I've discovered, so the first thing I discovered about this movie is that it's 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 hard to it's 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 very difficult to explain this movie and get people interested in it without spoiling it. It I found that very difficult, and I'm gonna try my best to do it here in just a few minutes. But the idea is some bad shit happened back in the day. Between some two gang, between a couple of gangsters, like this shit got real bad. It got so bad that they have locked themselves up in their own penthouse apartments and have been locked up in their own apartments for years. I want to say decades. And some shit goes down with a character uh, that he's completely thrown into this mix. He's thrown in the middle of these two gangsters unbeknownst to him like out of his will out of his control he just keeps he keeps being pushed and pushed in these bad situations and he finally just catches like kind of fucking shrug and say well i guess i'm just gonna have to fucking roll with this now and he rolls with it but the whole time this movie's going on you're trying to figure out what's up with these two gangsters what's going on between all these people like why is all this stuff acting the way it is and the last 20 minutes or so when everything starts unfolding it's just it's it's so so fucking good and i haven't watched this movie in like three or four years and watching it again today or uh this this past week was just it was so great to see it again it's a great movie i recommend it for anybody uh i would say it's hard for me to put this in perspective because it's been years since i first seen it i don't even remember when i first seen it this movie came out in 2006 i probably saw this thing in 2009 or so i don't even remember but 
I will say that it does hold up definitely, but this is one of those movies where I will say pay attention, but this is not like primer where you have to sit down completely focused on everything, pause, take notes. This It's not like that. The movie is well directed and well paced. And if you're paying attention, not in a super note way, but just keeping faces in mind, not even really names, just faces and things you see, it'll, you'll keep it all together. And when it wraps up, it wraps up gorgeously. It is so fucking good of a movie. Unknown, out of left field movie for me that I watched years ago and I'm glad I did. So I wanted to give some shout out to that to that uh, movie. Uh, another movie that I didn't watch but on the same uh, vein of like random, okay, whatever movie was Smoking Aces. That's another one. I think I watched Smoking Aces and Lucky Number 11 around the same time. And that as well is a fucking great movie. So I, I love when movies like this happen. I love when I, I'm, I'm just, I'm getting these random recommendations from who knows where and I check it out and I'm blown away. Lucky Number 11 was definitely one of them. Uh, yeah. That goes for you too, Chris, but for anybody, I recommend you watch this movie any way you can as soon as you can. It is it is very good. It will engage you immediately. Uh, I think that's it, fortunately slash unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it's been a week without gaming pretty much except for right before I left and right when I came home. And... Uh, I mean, it was nice to watch Infinity War again, as it always was. And, and yeah. I'll tell you now, Chris, after seeing uh, Endgame three times and now watching Infinity War again a few days later, I, I stand behind my statement. Endgame was good. It was damn good. But I really like Infinity War better. It's, man, mm-hmm. the from the... The, the the landing of the ship on the planet uh, and the fights with uh, Maw and and the uh, all the characters coming together uh, th- that moment whenever it transitions from er- people on Earth going to the galaxy and it that fucking music kicks in and you know that music's going to the Gardens of the Galaxy all just so many moments the the f- that's one thing I've heard a lot about people that say Infinity War is better than Endgame is the flow. And I do, yeah. I do see how Endgame has a flow. I can follow it, but I mm. guess it's because of the time heist and the way things are having to jump around. It tricks you to thinking it doesn't have good flow. It does have good flow, but Infinity War, it's just a fucking, it's a rocket. It just keeps going and keep going. And I gotta say, it would probably be down to the point, Chris, where I would have to watch them back to back to decide which fight scene I like more. The fight on Titan (laughs) with the, I don't know, five or six people versus Thanos in the gauntlet, or everybody versus everybody in Endgame. I don't, I don't know. Uh, it's hard. Endgame has its moments, but Infinity War, I mean, Infinity War does too. So, yeah, I don't know. yeah, it was nice. It was nice seeing that again and just reaffirming it. But they're both good, man. They're both good. All right. Yeah, that's going to do it for me. That's, that's it for my week. How's yours been? All right. So my week is going to be sort of uh, not not a whole lot to it as mm-hmm. well. Um, play. Conti- I 
Well, first thing I did was I continued the uh, Lunar 2 comparison. And I need to go back and see how long that actually took me. I'm terrible about tracking my times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I finished it up. I didn't do any epilogue stuff, but man, it, it was kind of sad for it to come to an end because I've been enjoying this so much. And I talked last week about how, you know, there was a lot of stuff I didn't remember and then I'd see stuff that was familiar. I'm pretty sure I never actually beat Eternal Blue before. Huh. Um. I I put hundreds of hours into Silver Star, but I put some time into Eternal Blue, and I think uh, last week I mentioned that I you know I beat the hardest boss in the game, and I was moving on from there. Um, I think that boss, the same one I was referencing last week, is as far as I got. I think it just probably stomped me or something, and as a, a younger kid, I just you know went back to Silver Star because I had more fun. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't getting my butt kicked as much. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think I ever beat it. I know I started it several times and played through parts of it several times, but um, I can now say I beat it at least. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, so overall, the I I don't know that I have a whole lot to add to what I've already said about the comparison, but Eternal Blue Sega CD to PlayStation is a a much closer comparison or a much closer uh, remake than Lunar 1 to PlayStation because they used the Lunar 2 system. Mm-hmm. Um, there were maybe three plot points where they kind of like either added something in that wasn't there in the other one or that was in uh, Sega City or the other way around. But ultimately, it didn't change anything. There were a couple names they changed as well. Um, like they referenced the uh, the cult of Athena in Sega CD, but they're called the Chosen in PlayStation. Totally doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, other than when you play on Sega CD, you're like, really a cult? This is what you know the followers are of Athena are being called. It seems a little bit. Um, negative if you will um and you know Athena's followers are you know supposed to be these good holy people so why would you call them a cult um so it seems a little odd that they would call them a cult so I don't really again I don't care about the change it doesn't change anything about the story um but it was it was a overall it was a nice refreshing change from the Lunar 1 comparison to not have it'd be such a drastic uh, mess, if you mm-hmm. will. Um, I still think Lunar 1 is my favorite um, of the games on Sega City, of course. But I'm having a hard time deciding if I actually prefer the uh, Lunar 2 remake or the Sega CD game. They're so close and... Uh, how they play and stuff because on Sega CD I really like the magic experience system which I've talked about before mm-hmm. um, but the there's you have a little bit more flexibility on PlayStation because you don't have to worry about that or, or I guess maybe it's the opposite you have too much flexibility on Sega CD so there are times where it's like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to just grind out magic experience so I can level all these things up. 
Whereas um, on PlayStation, it's like, okay, I don't need to worry about that. Um, the Of course, the mana efficiency, always a hassle on the remake uh, because they made things so, more, so much more expensive and didn't give as much MP. Uh, there are several spells I never bothered with throughout the entire game. Mm. Um, not that, you know, that can't be said for Sega CD, right. but it wasn't... And PlayStation is more because I couldn't afford to use them. On Sega CD, it was that I didn't feel the need to use right. them. You know, a little bit different. Same result, but a little bit different. Um, the the cutscenes in the remake... Uh, Amazing, yeah. uh, especially getting nor- towards the end of the game. Um, the cutscenes are pretty um, similar overall, but because of the you know updated graphics, the updated style, it just you know makes it look so much better. And that's kind of what gives me the most pause when I'm comparing the two, is that they are able to make these scenes much more impactful with different art styles and whatnot. So really close. Um, I have not gone back to do epilogue stuff yet. I started on Sega CD, uh, mainly because I needed something else to do. So, all right. So I was, I was streaming this as I did the entire process and got to the Mm -hmm. end. And I was, uh, I, I was at the ending, you know, final boss is going to happen and I know that you know so I'm like all right so I set them up and I'm like all right let's watch this CD ending get about 75 percent through and then it freezes oh no and there was no save point between the boss and <sighs> this cutscene wow so I'm like all right to go back and watch this I'm gonna have to beat the boss again so you know what, let's just go watch the PlayStation ending mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll come back there because it's already getting late and I I got my butt kicked the first couple times on the Sega CD yeah. boss. Um, so I went to PlayStation, watched it, and I was like, all right, cool. And that that's where I ended the stream because it was, like I said, already late um, and I didn't want to have to take all the time to go back and beat the boss. So I was like, all right. So I beat the boss off stream, got to, you know, basically right before the cutscene that froze i actually did a save state because i'm playing on emulator so the save state where it was safe and not you know the cutscene wasn't already started or anything mm-hmm. i was like all right if it messes up this time i'm prepared and loaded it up watch it no problem i'm like well that took all of you know 15 minutes however long the ending actually was uh, so i was like well i'll uh i'll start some epilogue stuff just to look and see what what it entails, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put roughly two hours into that, and a lot of that, probably an hour of it, was grinding uh, some experience because there was a spot that was really good for experience, and a lot of the epilogue stuff is really difficult. So I was like, all right, I'll go do some grinding and then uh, push through epilogue stuff, um, which I did. And I'm not done with the epilogue. I'm, I maybe did depending on how I look at it, if I go back and do some of the stuff I skipped uh, while playing through the main game, mm-hmm. uh, there was a couple optional things I didn't do for the sake of time. I'm maybe either a third or halfway, depending on how much I want to do of the epilogue. Mm-hmm. 
so I kind of have that on the back burner to go back and do some time. And then I think the PlayStation version has even more stuff to do than the Sega CD. So I'll probably need, you know, another six hours or so on PlayStation and go through all mm-hmm. that. Uh, but, man, Lunar is such a great game. Uh, Lunar 1 and 2. There are some others that are, you know, offshoots. There's a Sega Saturn thing. Actually, Sega Saturn is the re- the same as the remake. Uh, there's, what am I thinking of? There's a Game Gear game, which looks horrendous. <laughs> and then there's a DS game, which I loaded up, but I don't know if I'm going to like the style of it. Um, so I have to play around with that a little bit more to see if I'm actually going to give it a shot and whatnot. Um, I also couldn't find either of those available to buy as far as, you know, uh, on the Nintendo store or something like that. So I'll probably have to get physical copies of them if I want to play them uh, physically or whatnot. Um, but after that, I and I actually skipped Mario Monday for doing the ending <laughs> over in a little bit of epilogue. But I was okay with that because I, on Tuesday, started Mario May. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I've had a lot of fun playing the ROM hacks and whatnot I have been doing for my Mario Mondays. And I haven't, I don't think I beat 100% uh, all the way to ending a single Mario game. Um, I've played a lot of Mario, but I don't think I ever actually beat any of them. Um either because I didn't actually own the game or I just never put enough time, you know, no saves, etc. in the old school type games. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to take some time this month, um, especially with Mario Maker 2 coming out next month, and I'm probably going to jump into mm-hmm. that. But I was like, you know, I want to play some old school Mario. So I decided I'm going to play Super Mario World. Vanilla, no ROM hacks, you know, no customization, just the OG uh, Super Mario mm. World. Um, and boy, is this a lot harder than I remember. <laughs> um, it has a really steep difficulty curve around like the third world, I think mm-hmm. it is. Something like that. And um, So it took me just a few, like five minutes over eight hours uh, to beat the mm-hmm. game. Um, and that is with... It's either 72 or 76 exits. Um, I had purposely been going through and trying to find all the secret exits I could. Um, playing every level, you know, not skipping any when I unlock shortcuts, etc. Yeah. Um, but it's it's been a whole lot of fun. And there are things in the game that I, I'm kind of surprised at, especially difficulty-wise, because when I see a lot of ROM hacks and a lot of Kaizo games, it's like, all right, well, this is custom, this is custom, these are things that, you know, the game didn't do, etc. So the line between, you know, what's what's in a Nintendo design level and what's in a Kaizo level, it's a pretty typical split, um, or at least so I thought, but there are some levels where I'm like, okay, this is like, borderline Kaizo difficulty without, you know, some of the Kaizo tricks, if you yep. will. Um, but man, I, it's kind of funny. I got, uh, let's see, I said eight hours to the beat. I think the last five or six levels, 
were two hours of that. Because I just like, I breezed through the early parts. And then I got to the forest and then I game over it back to back twice. And that's when I was like, okay, I need to go save, you know, complete a ghost house or whatever to save more often. Because <laughs> <laughs> these levels are getting harder and five lives ain't yeah. enough. Um, and the first game over, I had built up because I went through the first, you know, couple worlds with, almost without dying. Um, I had like, 15 lives or something like that just naturally accrued mm -hmm. and I burned through all of them all of a sudden yeah. um, but it's such a good game so much fun um, I I'm currently at 89 exits I have I'm up to roughly 10 hours 20 minutes mm -hmm. in it so I am all the way to the special road world whatever it's called um, so I have Seven more exits, and I can say I 100% the game. Nice. Um, I don't know what I'll move on to after this. Um, I don't know if I want to stick to a Super Mario World kind of theme and go play some of the uh, other ROM hacks, just not you know one day at a time, or one day a week, I should say. Um, or if I want to go back and actually play, you know, uh, one, two, and three, or... Uh, you know, uh, Yoshi's Island, etc. I'm not sure yet what I want to play next. Well, thankfully, with the Mario franchise, you got a shit ton to pick from. I mean, for there's a major game for every console. Some of them have multiple. Not counting, I mean, there's also the Game Boy, the Game Boy Color, Game Boy 3, the 3DS. I mean, is there are a ton a ton of Mario games to pick from. I kind of like the idea of you doing it random. That's just, you don't, you don't, that way people are, all right, well, he's going to play Mario 2 next. He's going to play Mario 3 next. Just, yeah, whatever suits your fancy, man. You'll get mm -hmm. around to it. Yeah. Um, I, let's see. I dabbled in a little bit of magic just enough to do uh, some uh basically just doing dailies and i'm not even playing every day anymore i'll log in to see what my quests are and you can reset one quest a day if you don't like if you don't want what it's asking you to do you can reset once a day um but the bigger part of this is sometimes daily quests can give you 750 coins versus 500 so I don't care what it is. If it's 500, I'll hit reset on it. <laughs> and once I have the three slots full, because that's how many quests you can hold, it's like, all right, I'll do a couple of them at least. Um, you know, especially if I have 750 ones, I'll focus on those. And then I'll let it sit for a couple of days with, you know, just logging into reset, depending how much time I have. Like today I played because I didn't know when we were going to start recording. So I was like, this is a good time to get caught up on some magic. Um, the, with the latest expansion out, I'm totally out of the loop on meta right now. So I had uh, the other day opened up and started a match and man, I immediately got murdered um, because there were cards I'd never seen. And uh, my decks, some of my decks don't do well against those. And then there are some decks that are just too controlly that murder everything I'm doing anyway. Yeah. So, the way that shit goes, man. Um, yeah, so it's it's really difficult. I want to play more Magic, but I don't like relearning the meta. Yep. So 
Uh, it's basically what I need to do is sit down because I have like 30,000 gold again. So I'll probably sit down and do, you know, maybe three drafts back to back just to get familiar with the cards and uh, how they play before trying to adjust my main decks to uh, to match those, if you will. Yeah. Um, I actually did not watch anything this week. Uh, I'm again trying to not uh, destroy my, you know, life with continuing Gotham Season 2. <laughs> um, so I... It, I, every time I'm like, man, I don't know what to do now. I'm like, I could go watch Gotham, but then I probably won't do anything for the next three days. So uh, <laughs> I'm trying to restrain myself and uh, do that. Um, it's kind of that. I think that's it for my week. Kind of a little bit the same for me with Game of Thrones. Um, now, I may have mentioned before, I like catching all the episodes for an entire season at once that mm-hmm. way i don't know it just it works better for my mentality but more and more and more people keep telling me how great this season is and uh well and plus avoiding spoilers now is becoming nigh impossible i mean jesus yes. <laughs> i guess i should say i am watching game of thrones oh, okay. um i just haven't been talking mm-hmm. about it um i typically watch it monday mornings but it's gotten so bad now that I pretty much watch it Sunday nights yeah. <laughs> at some point. And I'm, I'm avoiding social media either way until I watch it. Cause it is, it is absurd. Yeah. Um, and especially with me trying to be more active on social media for my stream and whatnot. Um, it's, it's been a pain. Um, as far as the season goes, I've actually talked a lot with Adam about this. I had to, I had to slap him on his hand about spoilers as well. Um, he posted something in my Discord and I had to delete it. And I was like, don't do that. Um, it, it was a very tame, but after watching the episode, because I hadn't seen the episode yet at that point either. So watching the episode, I was like, okay, this is what he's referencing. So it was, you know, too much of a spoiler for my liking. Yeah. Um, but I've been talking to him about it and it's, it's a very interesting season. Um, we have two episodes left uh, because this is a the last season and it's six episodes long. Um, and this week was ep- ep- uh, episode mm-hmm. four. Excuse me. So the first few were interesting. It was a slow build up, you know, to episode three. And it's one of the things where the pacing of the season is very odd Mm -hmm. because every time I watch episode, I'm like, okay, I I can see what they're doing here. And then I stop and think and go, there aren't that many episodes left. Yeah. There are a lot of things that need to get resolved. Oh boy. Um, I feel like bleach all over again. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever told that story on here, but I will in a minute. Yeah. So I'm, I'm still watching it. Um, I, I overall enjoy it, you know, as a franchise, but, and it's been so long since I saw, you know, the season seven, et cetera, all that time in between, I didn't rewatch anything before this. So I'm kind of almost fresh in it, uh, watching it. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm reserving judgment until episode six is done. Yeah. I, 
I feel like I rest comfortably in the middle ground of Game of Thrones. I don't, I don't play to the party that religiously follows it, and I don't play to the other party, the the too cool for school kids that don't watch it. I fall in the middle. I watch mm -hmm. it. I watch it at my own pace when I choose to watch it. And as a whole, the series so far has been pretty good. It's not blown my socks off, but I mean, I've made this. I've made this too cool statement, too cool for school statement for a long time, and I've played tons of games that have all this shit all around it. I mean, I challenge people to go play something like the the Legacy of Kane series or even Mass Effect. I mean, there's it's 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 really difficult for a series to wow me, and I found that throughout this. Like I uh, I won't lie, man. When the when the when the wed wedding the red wedding happened in game of thrones i mm -hmm. i honestly had to go look and f i was more concerned with what the fuck just happened and the shock of it <laughs> was lost on me I i'm also very dumb so that's understandable but everybody <laughs> and their mother when that shit happened they're like man mum's the word we're not talking about it but you have got to see this episode and i'm like okay and maybe that maybe that was a part of it maybe it got over hype because again you think clash of clans is bad good god god a uh, uh, game of thrones is way worse like everybody watches it and every time something happens across the globe people have to talk about it and just kept on and kept on it's like yeah the red wedding the i heard so much about the. i was in like season two when i heard about the red wedding and i was like i'm nowhere near there folks I, i'm not <laughs> so y'all keep building this up but i don't even know what the fuck this is and then when it happened i was like wait what <sighs> shit what did i miss did it why is this important like it's gruesome it's bad but uh but what why did this happen and i had to go back and have it explained to me oh okay well i get it Everyone's like, you didn't, it wasn't shocking. It was like, well, yeah, it was, it was gruesome, but I just, I completely lost track. I don't know if like, maybe I, I, I took too much of a break between seasons or maybe I just, maybe that might be a negative consequence of watching episodes or watching seasons thoroughly, especially stuff like Game of Thrones, because you have to cram a lot in your brain. Like you have to keep track of a lot of details, a lot of people's names, where people are from, who the fuck they're talking to, who they're friends with, who they're enemies with, and back and forth and yada yada. And I, I can do that, but there's a lot of shit. So when the red wedding happened for me, I was like, "Wow, that was fucked up." But, well, why did it? Why did yeah. this happen? Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Sometime in my life, Chris, I'm going to binge watch Game of Thrones entirely. And sometime in my life, I'm going to binge watch the entire MCU again entirely. <laughs> when that'll be? I don't know. Maybe when I'm retired. But it can't be anytime soon, man. I've got too many games, too many anime to catch up on. That's one thing I will say about my life. Whenever I do retire, another 20-something years from now... My retirement's going to be fucking nice. <laughs> to wake up whenever I want to and not have to go to work and automatically gain an extra eight hours of my day back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. All right, let's dig into some news. That's probably going to take up the rest of this episode. Uh, All right. We'll save a couple big things for the end, but... I, I perused through some news of articles here and there. Saw some stuff worth talking about. 
I've been hearing a lot of people breathe down my neck about going to play Apex Legends. And yeah, I, I, I feel like I want to at some point, but I just... I couldn't play Overwatch, I couldn't play Fortnite, and I just feel like I can't play Apex Legends either. I can't get into these games where it's online multiplayer. Uh, it just I just don't have enough time, man. I really don't. But I'm happy that things are going good for Titan uh, for the Titanfall team. Uh, there was uh, so there was a positive and a negative. The negative is that they ha I believe they had something they had a skin come out a skin patch and it ended up fucking up a lot of people's accounts or something that sucks shit like that happens i'm sure they fix it up and tidy it up the pot yeah the real quick to speak on that so they released a patch that um and what happened what we found out afterwards was one of the databases was switched to a basically a dev one so everybody's accounts didn't exist on that dev database mm. or secondary database so they're like, yeah, don't buy anything. We're going to fix it. And they just basically, you know, flip the switch back on that. And everybody's self is fine. Nice. <laughs> nice. A little hiccup. No big deal. Shit happens. But the positive from this company, I, I love this article. Apex Legends bans up to 770,000 as, uh, as the company <laughs> continues to fight against cheaters. I like that. Jesus. Close to a million people kicked off of this game because of cheating. I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you buy a video game and you play that thing single player and you either go to Game Facts and look up a guide or watch YouTube videos as a guide or get a cheating device to, to play it or, or get a trainer or use Cheat Engine or whatever, do that how you want to. I, I am educated enough in the gaming world to understand somebody saying they're frustrated enough and they just want to fucking move beyond an obstacle i'm also educated enough to know that people say they want to wait they're tired of wasting time there are games where this is an exception uh you know i, I do feel that taking away all the challenge of a game really defeats the purpose of a game defeats one of the purposes of a game not the only purpose but this is something i read about uh, actually, a few days after the episode where, where I talked about uh, presenting like God of War to somebody, you know, give them a PlayStation 4, give them all the hookups, controller, and give them God of War and tell them if they want to, they can put the game, the difficulty all the way to easy. And I've watched a video where a guy made a very good, solid case about, you know, that's that's defeating lots of purposes and that's really going against the grain and you're not presenting a game in its true form if you do that. And I get that. However, I realize I'm tangenting now, Chris, forgive me, but <laughs> but hear me out. If I give somebody, let's say Chris has never played games before. He's my brother. He did whatever else in life. He said, nah, I'm not into video games. I let him borrow my PlayStation 4. I let him borrow God of War. And he picks the controller like, dude, I don't know how to even use this, man. Like, this, I, I, I guess I'm going to use it kind of like a remote. No, 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 man. You use this stick and use, okay, way too many buttons, way too much shit. Like, I, I don't know how to play video games. All right, we'll put this shit on easy and do what the controls on the screen tell you to do, and you can go through it. Imagine a month later, Chris comes to me and says, hey, man, I beat the game, and my God, what a great experience that was. Chris can play the same game again and bump the difficulty up if he wants to, if he found it challenging, but that's not even the case. There are hundreds of thousands of other video games out there in the world. 
He doesn't have to play the next one on super easy mode. He can play the first 10, 20, 30 games of his life on super baby easy mode and then start bumping his difficulty up as he wants to. I'm not advocating somebody put a I mean if that's the if that if that was the case, just watch a video game movie on YouTube and don't ever play video games. Like I, if that if that's what it would take. But that's I understand that video games are challenging, and the challenge is also one of the drives to to, to play. I get that. But how you play a single-player game offline is your business. How you gain that experience is your business. You will come across people in your life in your own ways, and you will gain your own place in the gaming world. If you see people playing difficulty levels higher than you and you want to rise to meet them because honestly that's how gaming started for me excuse me i have a clear memory of being at someone's house a friend of my father's and then playing super mario world on a nintendo and watching them go across the level like they went all the way through the first level no problem and then they reset the game and had the controller to me and i walked forward straight into a goomba and died and they were like huh so you can't do any better can you and 30-something years later, here I am. So, you know, the challenge is there. It's a, it's a part. But again, it's how you want to play your offline game. When you want to play online, you are directly competing with other people. This shit should get banned. And I'm glad that 770,000 plus people got banned off of this game. Don't do that shit online. That's shitty mm-hmm. if you cannot aim better than the other person than you well you're just not as good as them get better it's just period don't use a fucking device that gives you don't do anything don't fucking cheat online don't ruin someone's online experience well it's not ruining well yeah it is because they're not able to do that you are and or they're not, or they choose not to there's I think the only argument for cheating I've ever heard, Chris, I know we've talked about this before, is that people say, well, what if what if I like to cheat? What if how I get my fun from video games is cheating? I I get that. I can understand that, but I don't condone that. <laughs> Why they're both not neither condoning nor condemning. I understand that mentality. Like that's that is a way you can have fun fun in a game but don't do that shit <laughs> that's still bad that, that doesn't that doesn't add up enough to make yeah cheating online is is cool it's all right uh saw an article that uh apparently call of duty modern warfare warfare 4 is looking likely which is cool this was actually something i wanted to talk about uh last week we just didn't have time to I'm amazed. I was amazed. I went. I was doing some research on Modern Warfare 2. In my research, I was in like a thread or two, a discussion uh, thread about Modern Warfare 2. And I was amazed, Chris, to discover that apparently a giant portion of the Modern Warfare audience as a whole does not like Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare 3 is almost hmm. out of the discussion. But seemingly everyone or a a gigantic majority of the modern warfare audience prefers one over two and it's almost scary how much they severely dislike modern warfare 2 and just really like modern warfare 1 and this boggles my mind i i 
I couldn't I couldn't wrap my head around this. I couldn't figure this out. How many of uh, have you played any of the Modern Warfare's, Chris? I I believe I own the first yeah. one. And when I say this, I'm specifically talking about the single player experience. Specifically talking about the campaign. And mm-hmm. I I it, it started to come to light. I started to put some of the pieces to get the puzzle together. Not only from the forums, but talking with Adam as well about it. Uh, Modern Warfare 2 was my first single player. I believe uh, the Halo guys played Modern Warfare 1, but we o- I only played uh, well, only played Modern Warfare 1 first, but they only play the multiplayer. I never played the single player of Modern Warfare 1. But I did start with Modern Warfare 2. That was my first single player Modern Warfare experience. And I... I loved it. Now, yes. Uh, well, I mean, let's just throw this out there now. I prefer Modern Warfare 2 single-player campaign over one, period. And Warfare 3, it just wrapped everything up, and I'm fairly indifferent to it. It didn't have the same impact on me as, as 2 did. But I will admit that there are a lot of obvious campy moments in Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 2, spoiler warning for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And yes, I will legit, I will legitimately spoil that, or spoiler warning that, because it's, it's a good campaign in my eyes, and I wouldn't want anybody to get spoiled on it. And I'll try to keep it as spoiler free as I can. But there is definitely some, what I would loosely term Hollywood moments in Modern Warfare 2 specifically uh, or or an example is there's a there's a part where you're running from the enemy and you're on a snowmobile and your partners are on snowmobiles and you have to shoot people behind you and it's almost like you or in front of you I forget and it's almost like you just kind of wave the reticle in their direction and they it's it's like one or two bullets they're all they're gone they just they fall off and you have to keep in mind you're riding in the snow on a snowmobile, and it's, so snow doesn't pile up in a straight line. So it's it's hilly, it's bumpy, and you see an enemy coming at you, and you fucking wave a Uzi in their direction and pop off a few rounds, and they go flying off. It's like you're it's like God mode. That's one of many what I would term Hollywood moments in Modern Warfare Modern Warfare Two. There there are plenty of them, but for me. The the pacing and all the shock and awe and the story moments f- flowed really well. Man, I thoroughly enjoyed that story all the way through. I loved all the I loved all the moments and I had a lot of those shocking moments that a lot of people remember from that game. They I remember them. They impacted me. They affected me. They were great. I went back and played Modern Warf- Warfare one sometime later, like years later, and yeah, it as well had moments. It was good, but maybe just because of the fact that Modern Warfare two was my first, it has always left a lasting impression on me over over one. And from what I've gathered from talking to people is that Modern Warfare started going too far. You know, they started going way too Hollywood, way too wow, wham, bam moments. And I get that. I understand when people don't like when something changes. I totally get it. I'm looking at you, Mass Effect 2. But 
I I unfortunately don't have that retrospective of being able to say that I played Modern Warfare 1, some time passed, I played Modern Warfare 2, and then went, wow, look at all, everything's ratcheted up to 11 now. I, I, I don't. So I will always hold 2 over 1, and especially over 3. And... Yeah, that's always where I sit, man. I do recommend for you and anybody else, the whole entire Modern Warfare campaign as a whole is good. To, they're all good to play through. A lot of good moments. It's just, I think I think Modern Warfare 1 had like one or two shock and awe moments, and Warfare 2 had like 15. They just kept, they kept going for it, kept going for it. To me, for me, they hit. But apparently for the Modern Warfare 1 audience, it was just way too much. Way, way too much. And I get that. All that aside, apparently Modern Warfare 2 is on its way. I'd be interested to know where the story went. Not really concerned on the multiplayer, because I've been out of the Call of Duty multiplayer scene for quite some time. But I'd love to know if this is like it's so Modern Warfare 1, 2, and 3 are essentially a story trilogy. So is Modern Warfare 4 going to start a new trilogy? Is it just going to be a once-off story? Is the original trilogy now becoming a, a quadrilogy? I have no idea, but figured I'd, figured I'd get my Call of Duty talk out of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... 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 I have mixed feelings about Call of Duty at this point. It's one of those things where the game has looked really good in the last couple of iterations, and I've actually wanted to try them. I just haven't gotten around mm-hmm. to it, um, with certain modes at least. Uh, like Call of Duty, had the latest one, let's see, there's Blackout mode, which I believe is their BR mode. Um, but then they also had something else, and it's been so long I've already forgotten. <laughs> but I'm, I'm thinking about maybe, you know, trying out either the latest one or the next one that comes out. Yeah. I I think Modern Warfare 1 got a remaster as well. And, yeah, I mean, I'll always prefer Battlefield multiplayer and Titanfall multiplayer over Call of Duty now. I mean, I've I've moved on from, from that. Now, that's also saying... I haven't played multiplayer since Modern... I don't even think I played uh, Modern Warfare 3's multiplayer. Uh, there's Black Ops. There's these Future Ops. All these... There are so many Call of Duty multiplayer games I have not played. Remember the last Call of Duty that came out apparently got great reviews for its multiplayer. So I mm-hmm. I will say that as far as Modern Warfare 1, 2, and 3 are concerned, I, of course, will pick a Bad Company 2 or Battlefield 3 or a Titanfall 1 and 2 over those multiplayers. But as far as story, I'd say Titanfall 2 fucking rockets up there for a story. But as far as the totality of the campaign, Modern Warfare 1, 2, and 3 has a is a damn good single-player experience. So... Uh, Avengers Endgame directors hint that the Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom could tempt them into a Marvel return. That title on Games Radar Plus is definitely, <laughs> that that title enough is worth discussion, but I would like you and I to have a discussion, period, on the, we're in a fucking emptiness right now, Chris. Uh, as, well, aside from what we're about to let, get let, into <laughs> later, okay. but... As far as the MCU itself in the in the large scope is concerned, it's like, what the fuck are you guys going to do next? Where are you going? Uh, 
And I've read lots of things about what do we think the next big villain would be and what do we want to see, you know, what mm-hmm. what Mar- what Marvel properties are they planning on bringing in next, X-Men or not? And I don't know, man. It, it it's what what do you think? What will be the next big to do that you would like to see f- from Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, I think this kind of is all part of the uh, conversation I want to save for a little later. But what I will say now is that I was watching uh, basically some MCU stuff and uh, someone made a good point. This is on uh, MEJP's show he calls Fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't do it very often, but he had an episode just centered on the MCU and had, uh, you know, three big uh, Marvel fans uh, that, you know, a couple of them had followed comics from the you know, the beginning nearly. Uh, so they had a lot of good insight. Mm-hmm. But someone on there, and I can't remember who it was, made a comment about the X-Men in particular. And they said, I don't think we'll see X-Men for at least, you know, three years or so, at least, because they want to separate themselves from the current X-Men. Right, that makes sense. They want people to have a chance to forget and kind of, you know, go, oh, X-Men, yeah, okay. And they can reboot it and do what they want to with it without having to worry about that, you know, taint, if you yeah. will. While and man, this is this is probably more of a of, of me wanting what I want, being a spoiled little little kid. But <laughs> I feel like the pulse. I feel like what everybody is saying right now is not. Well, how different are they going to make it from the Fox X Men? It's more like Marvel. Disney, you guys have the ability to do X-Men now. When? What are you going to do? How are you going to do it? We need this. That's that's what I'm gathering. So I get it. I get making a vacuum. I get making space. Distance makes the heart grow fonder. All that good stuff. But if the MCU is going to treat Marvel, is going to treat the X-Men correctly like we're hoping they're going to... They're going to make another bunch of billions, period. So you don't have to wait, Disney. Do your thing. But yeah, I agree, Chris. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll bump this off to a little bit further. I'm just kind of kind of yeah. talking about it as they come up. Uh, I did watch the It 2 uh, trailer. It does look very good. I'm very happy with the actors that they have put in this movie. And I can't wait for it. I think it comes out September this year? Actually, I I think at the very, very end they showed, yep, September 6th of this year. So that's good. I love the first one, and I have been patiently waiting for the second one, and it's on the way. I just, yeah, just throw that out there. Uh, Nintendo Direct E3 2019 is set for June 11th at 9 o'clock in the morning. So there's one E3 thing you can look forward to. Well, we have One. the uh, we have the whole lineup now of who's oh. doing what for E three uh, press conferences. Please, let's um, hear it. So we're and it looks like it's going to start on Sunday, June 9th for the pro- mm-hmm. press conferences. Um, which I get the eleventh is actually you know when they I think open up the main floor, etc. Um, mm-hmm. Presentations are usually kind of before that, I think. Uh, but Microsoft and Bethesda are on the ninth. And then we're going to see Ubisoft and Square Enix on the 10th. And mm-hmm. then Nintendo on the 11th. Um, notably, nothing from 
uh, Sony, which they said they weren't going to be there. But, but, big but, we do have Square Enix. Yep. <laughs> which, again, <laughs> we're going to get to them a little later. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, I mean, it's fine that we don't have, well, I don't want to say it's fine. It was, it, 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 we're talking a month away, so maybe it is okay. <laughs> but we did just have a uh, Sony State of Play. Yep. Which... We'll leave a piece of that off, and we'll talk about that a little <laughs> later. I'm push, push, pushing on, on down. Uh, Mortal mm. Kombat 11, I just wanted to talk about this for a hot minute. I, I did cheat myself a little bit and watched a, pretty much all the fatalities, and I kind of watched the basically the Mortal Kombat 11 movie. So kind of I feel really bad and dirty about doing that, but <laughs> I am very impressed by Mortal Kombat 11. Definitely impressed by the... I remember I made the statement that it, you know, they're on the 11th game, which is probably the, I don't even know what ith game they're on by now, but they're still wowing me here and there with some of the fatalities mm-hmm. that they're doing. Uh, one of note that I recall right off the bat was one by a scorpion where he, he throws his spear at you and which is heated. And the spear sticks you on a chain, and he does a teleport through the ground and flies underneath you and teleports behind you and flies up in the air and pulls the melted chain through you, which splits you in half. And that's pretty cool, but it's a stylish design of how Scorpion's flying up in the air. He kind of looks like the messenger a little bit, or Sekiro a little bit. It was really, really stylish. There's one where, uh, uh, so I think it's Sub Zero, or no, it's the, the, the female version of, of Sub-Zero, I forget her name, Chill or something like that, but she throws an ice bomb inside you, and when it blows off, when it blows up, it freezes you in midair at, like, a, a second after explosion, so you're you're just, like, guts are flying everywhere, but you're frozen as well. It's a pretty cool. Bunch of really pretty cool, really cool fatalities, and the story itself of the game was pretty good. I do plan on purchasing this game sometime. It'll probably be next year because I I always love supporting these games. And just a a little final touch before I get off of Mortal Kombat 11. The fact that this thing is, is, though it's a lower frame rate and probably a lesser quality, I get it. But the fact that this thing is on the Switch already Mm -hmm. and it's people are wanting to play this game on the go on the Switch. I mean, it's... You got you have to put it in like perspective for people that are like like me and Chris that have come from an mm-hmm. age where you would play a game on say you would play Mortal Kombat on the Super Nintendo or the Sega Genesis and then somebody would hand you the Game Boy port and it was oh wow this is the best you got huh uh, okay well if I'm going to play Mortal Kombat in a portable way this is what I'll deal with we're now in an age where, oh yeah, that that current generation game is coming out for the current generation of consoles and PC, oh, and a portable switch, a portable system. That's it's a, it's a great, it's a great age we live in, man. Great yeah, age. I mean, hardware is getting so powerful now that the differences are, you know, becoming less and less extreme in comparison to what they used to be. Yep. A good little article here, Chris. I don't know if you knew about this. I hope you did. If not, you're going to know about it now. There is a God of War documentary dropped. Yeah, I have not watched a, it yet. Oh. Yep, dropped a day or so ago, and I have it queued up. I'm going to watch it 
sometime soon, maybe tomorrow. It's a two-hour full-length documentary. You can find it on YouTube for your charge. So I I can't comment on the documentary, but I am a hundred percent ready to watch this. Uh, any anything about God of War and the making of, I'm I'm all about. I typically don't do that, but. If you check our one of our previous episodes where we do an entire review of God of War, you'll understand Chris and I both absolutely love and adore this game, and uh, the fact that they they won Game of the Year. Uh, just, I'm, I'm all about this game, all about seeing yeah. seeing things about it and from it. So this is this will slightly tide me over to the next God of War. <laughs> Yeah, I'm seeing some really, really good things in response to this documentary. Um, yeah. I haven't read the article, but like one of the headlines I just scrolled past a few minutes ago while I was doing a double check on news stuff. It was like, it was talking about how, you know, the the uh, father-son interaction, you know, after watching the documentary, you see how much this was, uh, there was some influence from like their personal lives into yeah. this relationship and uh you know like jp he tweeted out that you know it made him tear up at a couple points so this is yeah i can't wait to watch this i felt the passion in this game while playing it i felt the passion any anytime i saw an interview about Corey talking about this game i saw the passion when they won the game of the year award i mean i this is a great game this is a hallmark masterpiece game, and I'm really loving everything I can get about this thing. So, yeah, I'll be checking it out. Uh, so, talking more on the uh, situation of this year, if I can put a perspective for people, how you know it's we're, May just started. You know, we're a third of the way through May right now. Mm-hmm. You got June, July, August, September, October. We got seven more months and some change left. And I imagine people are hearing me say, you know, wow, you're going into a backlog. Like, is that it for the year? Well, I've got a list that's essentially, I'm so sorry, Chris, I meant to post this your way. Uh, okay. I've got a list from uh, Kotaku that basically made a rundown of the games that are coming out the rest of this year. It's sort of extensive, so I'm just going to blow through ones that I'm concerned about. Uh, and same for you, Chris, if you see it pop up. But... A lot of these are just maybes, and yeah, sure, I'll pick up. Nothing that I can really see, unless something on this list, which I'm about to read with you, audience, and Chris, right now, strikes me as, wait, stop the presses. I will buy this game. Right off the bat, in September, uh, Neo's sequel's coming out for the PS4. That's cool, but I'll probably be waiting for that game to come to the PC anyway, because I have Neo on the PC. Sure. Uh Danganronpa the third the uh, V three comes out which uh, it's uh, I don't know I thought V three was where's my Steam at I thought Danganronpa yeah. three was already out so I don't know what that is I don't know if that's like some DLC for Danganronpa three but regardless I'm not even through Danganronpa one so any anything Danganronpa in the future I'm not gonna be able to play right now I'm not gonna buy yeah, I'm it looking right at away. it right now on Steam. <laughs> Yeah, so that's weird. Um, let's see. Oh, let's see. Look at the year on the article. Oh, is this an old article? Twenty seven. Holy crap! What? <laughs> 
I swear to G, I picked this thing up from their current news. Well, okay. Uh, we're going to scratch that off then. That's one less thing we have to talk about. Uh, if I can find a list real quick, maybe we'll... I think we already did this already. Though. Yeah, we did it not too long ago. I can always update uh, our tracker we have and we can talk about next week maybe. Yeah, that's fine. But in any event, like I said, the, the the big takeaway is that there's a lot of games that are like, yeah, I, I should pick that up and probably will, and it's okay. But nothing on this is, you know, there's no God of War two, no, no uh, Mega Man twelve coming out in this year. So I will I will fill my space. I will definitely fill the space. So hmm, let's. I tell you what, Chris, we'll save. Uh, okay. We'll save the. Uh, Oh man, how do we? Oh, I don't want to do this. All right, let's talk about Spider-Man first. Let's do that. That way, because we can run through the Sony stuff as a whole. Uh, okay. Oh, sorry for the sorry for the bumpage there, folks. So, new Spider-Man trailer got released, and yep. before I even saw the trailer, Chris, I saw the bigger headlines before it. This trailer has a major spoiler. Has spoilers for in-game right off the fucking bat so yes. please do not watch this trailer if you have not seen endgame i said okay that's good to know good on everybody and i'm talking everywhere that i was nobody was just throwing this thing up it wasn't just yeah. the trailers here it was red flag alert warning spoilers are coming your way and if that wasn't justice enough now this could be just the one that i saw i don't know if it's just the one that i saw or if, if there are multiple ones or if this was the only trailer out so far but uh spider-man's character steps up right at the beginning of, of the trailer and says hey just so you know <laughs> there are uh uh uh, in-game spoilers right now. Yeah. I was like, thank you, Tom. Tom Holland, you're a good guy. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And then I saw the trailer. And yeah, they're right. There's there's, <laughs> there's stuff right off the bat. Yeah. But, so what did you think of this Spider-Man Far From Home trailer? This, this has me less nervous about moving forward. Um, uh -huh. with the whole MC, the MCU as a whole, I should say. Um, yeah. Because we have a lot of a what's next, and now now we have an idea. We, I mean, it's <laughs> it's about as broad an idea as you can have because, mm -hmm. I mean, you throw out the multiverse, and that's everything. Yep. So yep. that gives us Everything and nothing at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it kind of gives us the 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 hook to, you know, bring in the X-Men, to bring in yep. all these other villains or heroes, etc., that we would say, well, where were they before? Where were they, you yep. know, the last 20 movies? Why weren't they there? How? Yeah, as a whole, not just where they were last week. Where have they been yeah. this entire time? Mm -hmm. So... Just in case, we'll go ahead and throw out right now, uh, as of this episode, as of this recording, if you're listening to it within this week, go check out, the, if you're interested and you've caught up in all that stuff, especially make sure you're caught up to Endgame. 
there's a uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, which is basically the sequel to uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. It's got the Tom Holland Spider-Man, y- yada yada yada, and it's it's good. Go check it out. It'll get it'll get you it'll get you pumped for the not only this Spider-Man movie, but where things are going to go. So, spoiler warning from right now on. The reason why <laughs> is because in the trailer, uh. Mysterio, who is going to be played by Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm a big Jake Gyllenhaal fan, always have been, so I'm glad I'm happy to see him in this role. Uh, I don't, well, actually, I forget if it's him, I forget who actually said it, but the trailer just comes out and says, Yeah, ever since the fucking snap shit and all, all these multi universes have been showing up and popping up, so and it right then, like you said, Chris, right then, I was like, Yeah, it's it's good. We're in good hands now. All that speculation that we had at the end of Endgame where people were saying, well, now because Loki took the, the Tesseract away or because they did this alternate universe and these timelines happened and this timeline happened, now this is the movie itself going, that's covered. <laughs> Some shit went down and who knows who is going to show up next. And that's so perfect. I... I I would love to know, I would love to know from the honesty of these writers and directors' hearts if this was planned like this the whole time. Because they have essentially made an entire arc of stellar movies, of great movies, mm-hmm. and that pays off. And at the end of that arc, they set up a way for future 22 seats, uh, episode movie arcs to happen mm-hmm. and this is how like wait a minute this doesn't make sense yes it does watch Endgame <laughs> this person can show up out of the blue that was never there you never heard anything about uh, Immortals or uh, X-Men or X-Force or you know, the the Brotherhood of, of uh, none of this stuff now they can just show up and it, it can't happen. It, it probably won't happen for obvious reasons. But when Iron Man's like, where the fuck were you when we were taking out Thanos? They can go, we didn't exist. We didn't exist until you guys brought us into existence. Our li- our timelines or our dimensions didn't cross until they did. Now we're here. Mm-hmm. That's uh, so nice. So nice. And I honestly was having a hard time deciding what was more cool of a thing for me during this trailer. Just the fact that Mysterio was here and we're getting a new Spider-Man Tom Holland movie. Or the fact that this is now the ushering of the potential new (laughs) of everything. You know, it's so great. So great. I'm I'm really excited for this movie, Her Far From Home. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Just the fact that we know for sure now that it follows Endgame. I'm just just that little bit of knowledge is enough for me to go, okay, I want to see this. Um, yep. And then seeing the trailer and how they're treating Spider-Man in this. Yep. Oh man. And how they're treating Mysterio. This is this is it, 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 more and more every time a Marvel Cinematic Universe film comes out, Chris, I get more and more excited for the potential of the X-Men. I do. Because <laughs> look at Mysterio in this trailer. 
Yes, mm -hmm. you do see Jake Gyllenhaal without that globe on a lot. That's fine. But I saw plenty of shots with him in that globe. And it right. wasn't him just in a glass bubble. It was the fucking white inside. Like, you couldn't see his face like Mysterio is. And look at his costume in general. It is a stylized representation of what we know Mysterio to look like. And that's all I need. So, when I look at the X-Men, uh, I guess we will talk about the Phoenix trailer in a minute, but when I look at the X-Men, and this is especially true when I watch Logan, you know, another reason why I, uh, I realize this, Chris, another reason why I really loved Logan as opposed to all the other X-Men films, you didn't see Logan in a costume. Now, granted, Logan... Uh, old man Logan in the comics didn't have the costume, at least that I'm aware of. It was right. just him and some jeans and a, and, a, and a wife beater. That's cool. But it showed that you can't fuck him up. It's hard to <laughs> fuck up old man Logan because he didn't have a costume to represent him. He's got what you sure. know him with, which is the, you know, the beard, the mutton chops, and the hair, and the claws. Good. Awesome. But when I look at something like you know, X-Men 3 or Wolverine or hell, even uh, the, 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 the newer X-Men titles. I, I look at that black fucking leather outfit. They even try to make a joke about it. Like, what, what were you expecting? Yellow spandex? Yes, motherfucker. We were expecting <laughs> yellow spandex. Well, and I could just see Fox waving its finger. Well, well, hold on now. That's we're going to make this X Men film more sophisticated than that. We don't want a bunch of children laughing at at Wolverine in a leather spandex. And then they somebody points over the MCU and they go, "Look at Iron Man. Look at Thor. Look at." Look at Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is damn near immaculate with his costume. He looks like Doctor Strange. He has Doctor Strange's jewelry on, which if somebody actually set him down in those movies, he would probably explain where all those rings came from, where that fucking cauldron of the cosmos came from. They're like, yeah, Fox, actually people do want to see this shit because they want to feel like you're, tr you're treating their properties with respect. We're not writing everything word for word as the comic is written, so that probably pisses some people off. But at least when we put our characters on a poster, they look distinct and they look tastefully respectful. They look stylized as opposed to what do your characters look like? You're a bunch of people in black leather outfits. That's bad. So when I see Mysterio in this trailer and I see his costume... I go, yes, I can't wait. I cannot wait to see how they do Wolverine and Cyclops and and Beast and, and Nightcrawler and Rogue. I cannot wait to see how faithful they keep to that look. I really mm -hmm. can't. And I look at something like Phoenix and I saw that trailer. I've seen it a couple times, and I want, I just, I want to like it. I want to be in it because, man, James McAvoy is such a good actor. Oh shit, I totally forgot, Chris. I did watch Glass, by the way. That was a, uh, uh, that was a pretty good movie. It was a kind of a culmination of uh, the the Unbreakable and uh, Glass. No, that was Unbreakable. Unbreakable and uh, uh, Split. Anyway, 
I love James McAvoy, good actor, and I thought I think he's played a, a very good uh, uh, Professor Xavier, and a couple of the X Men variants they play their part okay, but nobody really stands out. On top of the fact that I really don't think the Phoenix uh, Phoenix was a saga, the f- audience understand this in the comics. Thanos, that whole thing, the whole Infinity War was a saga. In the comics, the Phoenix was not a movie. The Phoenix was not a comic. The Phoenix was a saga. Phoenix is like a universe-destroying power. So the fact that they are, again, cramming this into one movie is bad. On top of, I watched the Apocalypse movie, and it was god-awful. It... it (laughs) Made me piss vinegar so bad because of that. Just they're fucking everything up. It's not that they're fucking it up; it's that they're not getting it right. That, in my opinion, in my loose comic knowledge and 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 loose X Men cartoon background, they're just not getting this shit right. Uh, same thing for the the actor that played uh, Michael Michael Fassbender. He's a great actor too. Like they've got good actors in there, but that's Oh, yeah. I mean, you telling me that uh, Michael Fassbender is going to be in there again, that that's great. And you're telling me that James McAvoy is going to be back in there again, that's great. Those are two great actors. But I'm not going there just to see those actors. I'm going to see the X-Men and how great you handle the X-Men. That's like telling me that, oh, the man and Chris, I'm loving hearing this shit. That's like telling me that, oh, well, Jim Carrey's in it, so the Sonic movie's going to be great. I'm not right. <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna go see a movie to go see the actor do the actor's normal stick. Like that's not that's not what I go to see. Why I would want to go see a movie like that? If an X Men movie has James McAvoy and has Michael Fassbender, that's great because I know those actors should do a solid performance. And mm-hmm. I see it, the performance checks out. We're good. But it's it's the totality of it all. It's everything combined that makes me go, this is not good. I'm not going to go watch a Sonic movie just to see how funny Jim Carrey can be. That's so crazy to me, Chris. Have you noticed this? This is like, it's like all the news articles I keep seeing. And when I hear people talk about this, they'll bash the trailer for all the things that everybody's bashing it for. But then they'll nudge each other and go, hey, but Jim Carrey's going to be great, right? And I'm like... Of course Jim Carrey is going to be great. You put Jim Carrey in a role and tell him to be funny, he's going to be funny. Mm-hmm. But that's not why I want to go see a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. That's why. That's not why anybody should. You want to go see a Sonic the Hedgehog movie to see Sonic do good things and you have fun with him. And not this horrible abomination alien shit that they're trying. I mean, it's great if Jim Carrey has a good comedy performance in here. But does that necessarily suit the character of Robotnik? Nah, sort of, kind of. He was an aloof, diabolical guy. Not a jokey, quippy, wisecracky, you know, blunder guy. So I, I don't know. I don't know. He, uh, he did make blunders. I mean, there was some times where he tripped and fell, but whatever. Uh, In I any case. It is going to be interesting when I do watch Dark Phoenix. Because the whole time I see Jean Grey, I'm going to be thinking of Sansa Stark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had I, that. When I watched Apocalypse, I hadn't seen Game of Thrones yet. So I didn't yeah. have that taint on, you know, her character. But mm-hmm. after seeing the, you know, trailer and the still images from it, I'm like, 
Yeah, that's Sansa. <laughs> yeah. I forget who it was. It was one of the many, many uh, in-game uh, reviews slash discussion people I was watching. And I guess that's where we can talk about, or we can have the discussion too, uh, talking about where, not only where we see the MCU going from here, but the, the big obvious question is just cherry picking uh, great villains from the Marvel Universe as a whole and picking yeah. who you think would go in. And somebody made the caution. They're like, man, I this is one thing that I trust Marvel not to do because they've done it good so far. But again, because we haven't really had, or at least I have not read or listened to or had any media push to me, Michael, that to hear the, the Russo brothers or any of the folks in the MCU say from day one, we've had all this planned out. Mm-hmm. But I, because I, I need to know that to make sure that when they were throwing in these little, th- you got to remember, man, they severely, they peppered Thanos in to the definition of peppering. Like it was what, yeah. two or three or four movies down the line before you ever saw Thanos. And when you did, it was him just turning his head and smiling. And then yeah, you saw was, him again. Go ahead. That was the other uh, part of that, you know, fan conversation I was talking about earlier. Uh, the big question was, you know, when, how long until we get any sort of reveal on who's going to be the next, you know, big major villain? Um, yeah. And it's like, well, probably three or four movies. I hope so. Roughly. And I hope if, when they do it, this is, uh, what, what, what that guy was talking about was that not blowing your load right off the bat. If you want to sure. talk about blowing your fucking wad right now, right now, look at, phoenix look at the phoenix movie itself this is one movie and who knows chris maybe i'm maybe i'm fucking wrong and they're trying to extend this movie out to a trilogy that still doesn't do it justice Endgame and infinity war were two movies that predominantly featured thanos the most but that wasn't enough to make the totality i love that word my word today is totality the entirety (laughs) of the thanos arc of the mcu they peppered him all over the place here and there there were several movies in before you saw him and then the next time you saw him you only got him for like maybe 10 15 20 seconds and then a few movies later you saw him in another thing you heard his voice or saw something like this is what this next arc needs to do we need to have one two three four movies whatever and then you see like the shadow of some villain in a cloud or something you're like (gasps) you see a cape or maybe a horn of Galactus's helmet or something that just like when you saw Thanos's face that that's that's gonna send everybody a light you already Mm. know who it's gonna be but just because you're three or four movies in that doesn't mean you need to see Infinity War levels of their face now on you know that the way that they did it for infinity war worked so well because years went by and you were still going what's next like what's what's gonna happen this fucker sat on a throne and wait wagged his finger around hey go do this hey go do that uh go do this all right you know what guess i'll just fucking get up now and go do shit myself and it wasn't like you saw that immediately it wasn't the next movie you got 40 minutes of screen time with him you still had snippets here and there little things people talking about him both outside of the movie and the real world and in the movie so 
that's good. That's what I'm hoping for. I, I They have a good track record so far, and they've got a lot of good credit for me to th- believe that they're going to do it that way. But now the, the, the flip side of this whole coin, Chris, is now that we know that's how they're going to do it, well, I don't think it's a bad thing, honestly. But once you see whatever it is you need to see, it's done. Again, if we see like what what villains, Chris, do you would you like to see done? Like what's the next big holy shit guy that you would like to see make the appearance? Who's going to be the next Thanos that you'd like to see? I honestly have no idea. I don't know enough about the Marvel lore. You know, I wasn't one of those that spent a lot of time with the comic books. I actually kind of want to go back and see if I can find like big collections uh, Mm -hmm. digitally, you know, to download and read through comics. Uh, Yeah. Maybe watch some of those, uh, you know, catch up like you're talking about. I can't remember what you said the name of the series was or channel was, but they go through and talk about arcs. Comic comic pop uh, back issues is that series yeah. that they do. Yeah, yeah. So and that's I great. might watch something like that, or or you know look for the original source material, etc. But I have no idea. Um, yeah, it's for me. It's more interesting to figure out if they are going to continue, which they kind of have to at this point with the galactic scale, or yeah. at what parts of this new whatever we're going to call this, you know, whether it's another long 20 movie series or if they're going to break it down smaller now, I don't know. Um, They could do either way, really. I mean, they've already set the foundation. They could go, well, technically all the other movies still are part of this or we're just kind of expanding it. (laughs) You know, so, um, but are they going to do more Earth-centric stuff for now and then later on build up to another galactic thing? Or are we... Because it's kind of awkward to go, okay, well, this is a galactic scale issue to, all right, well, now let's focus on, you know, Earth. Yeah. It's kind of hard to go backwards at that point. I would make the guess that they would keep it a galactic scale. But again, they will do it the way that this has been done. You know, you will have different people or different groups that will come in and, and add parts to this thing. If they don't... I would argue that there are plenty of movies that that take the scale and tone it down. Like The Raid is a good example. The Raid takes place basically in one apartment complex. And there's a lot of, it's mainly action, but there's a lot of like suspense and and, uh, uh, development throughout that movie. Dread is another perfect example. Judge Dread had, I, I don't know because I never watched the old Judge Dread, but I felt like there was a citywide scale issue going on in there. And Dread took place in a quote unquote city, but it took place in one building. And it had him and another character with him and some side characters and a villain with some side characters. I feel like it can be done. I feel like the X-Men is a perfect example to do this stuff. Imagine a collection of the X-Men over time. You know, we're not we're saying X-Men as if, you know, there's going to be 22 X-Men movies. Maybe it's not. Maybe Wolverine gets a trilogy. Gambit gets a trilogy. Now, can it be done? You know, people probably said that Iron Man couldn't couldn't be done. And he is, as of this date, the fulcrum of the entire Thanos arc. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, people didn't care about Thanos back in the day. You may not care about Storm right now 
you may not you may have thought that Nightcrawler was the worst Marvel character. You'd be wrong, but you might think <laughs> little of these characters. But the MCU so far, if you look at the entirety of the Thanos arc, has come to you and said, We're gonna make them all good. At a minimum, they're all going to be good. So it, and yeah, if okay. Let's say they don't do that, though. Let's say they don't just stick to the X-Men. There are other Marvel factions out there. I'm not familiar with all of them to a religious degree, but there are the there's the X-Force. That's a whole other subset of them. You have... Fa- they could go villains. They could do a trilogy of the villains. Uh, the Brotherhood of the, of the Evil Mutants is an example. I mean, there's... Th- there's all sorts of things they could do with just the X-Men universe and they could pepper it in at the beginning and then scale it up. And when you look at villains that it could title, that it could, it could, it could be Galactus. That's an, that's one example. He's a planet eater. So the first time you see the hint of silver surfer, you already know what you're in for. Dr. Mm -hmm. Doom, while he has a humanoid (laughs) look to him, I say that as in he's like a man and he looks like a man in a tin outfit. He is arguably one of the most powerful people in the entire MCU. He has done shit up to a Thanos level. So it's less and less about how powerful the, I think that was one of the the fears of some people's that wait a minute, wait a minute. You had Thanos. Thanos by himself was a Titan. Thanos himself could go toe to toe with the Hulk see infinity war where he did just that he didn't use his power he just tact- he just tactfully beat the shit out of the hulk he could stand toe to toe with the hulk oh but then he had a gem for every single aspect of something to- that controls the universe how do you top that power level i say mm-hmm. you don't have to top it you just have to make somebody as well written as thanos was that's going to be the challenge it's going to be how you bring them in how you pepper them throughout the the, the 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 movies that precede it, and then how you pay it off. Doom, easy to write as a character. He had he is a human character that you can have a sympathetic reason for buying into him. They just happen to write Thanos sympathetic because they wrote him that way. But Thanos is a fucking Titan from another planet, from another galaxy. Yeah, you could go. Yeah, man, I feel your, I feel what you're going for, but that's kind of stupid. It's easy to say that. It's harder to say that when I am a human. Here is my reason, and you go, oh, oh, wow, okay, well, I kind of feel I understand how you got to where you are today, Doctor Doom. And it's like Mister Freeze. You know, when you look at the Batman universe, Mister Freeze, there's just you, you don't like it what he does, but he has a end reason why he's doing what he's doing. It's for the love of his, of his dead wife. So, yeah, it could be done. I would say it'd be a little bit more difficult to write for somebody like Galactus. The Galactus is basically a Godzilla. I mean, he's basically a force of nature. He's just going around the universe and eating planets to survive. So, it'd be kind of tough. You'd have to write him as a being, but that would really go against what he is. So I don't know. It'd be it'd be kind of tough. It's it's interesting. I think the big question for people like you and me, Chris, is do we have faith in do we have faith they can do it? Uh, I say yeah. <laughs> yeah. Giving the twenty two movies that we just got, yeah, yeah. I don't know yes. how they could fuck up aside from look at Fox. Just don't do that. 
<laughs> so the the interesting thing is how will they approach character movies going forward? Because we kind of have, you know, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Thor, Captain America. Those are our four main character movies. We There's Hulk in there, but, you know, that's debatable to some people. Um, yeah. Will we see more individual character movies like that or are we going to start seeing more group-based movies like we have spider-man doing his thing of course and i think that will continue uh i think we're quickly seeing that spider-man uh might be the iron man of this part of the franchise yeah you know yeah we've I seen agree. the iron man movies and we've had spider-man too but not this spider-man as yeah. much um so this is the start of you know the spider-man arc etc but we also have like there's something and i'm trying to look it up now but there are some tv series being produced based on a couple characters now whether or not they're related that's you know thing because it's like uh was that that disney plus stuff i kept hearing yeah yeah, Yeah. i didn't look into it though but there's also a black widow movie so what is this going to be yeah. Um, and we won't see that till 2020. Yeah. Uh, we won't see it till next year, probably late next year at this point, I'm guessing, depending on, yeah. you know, how that's going. I think I think there's something else to consider that I, I actually haven't really thought about too much until right now. And I imagine there are multiple YouTube channels that have been all over this. But let's talk for just a minute about the MCU because we keep saying MCU as if it's like a person. It's not. The MCU is a collective of directors and writers and producers. So right. the here here's here's a bigger question. Let's say that the new arc uh of of the MCU starts and you get hints of where it's going. But let's say it's not these writers, not these directors, not these producers. How do you feel? You know, because we're saying that Marvel itself has their hand in this and Disney itself has its hand and its funding in this. But the Marvel company itself is not a person. Disney itself is not a person. These two people are these two are not people that are not sitting down and making this movie. It's these specific people. So while throughout these movies we've had different writers and different directors and they've all ranged anywhere from good to five out of five i mean how would Mm -hmm. we feel if they start sliding across all these new directors and all new writers and all this like i don't know how would that make you feel (laughs) well i think that really the you know standard has been set so I'm actually trying to... There's a chart with all the directors and screenwriters, etc. And Mm. there is a lot... There's already a lot of differences. Um, Phase 3 kind of centralized that a bit more. But that makes sense with all the, you know, tie-ins that were between them. Right. Um, But it's one of those things where I think... If they keep to the trend of the individual character movies are... X and then the group movies are Y. I can see that working out as long as there's that consistency and they don't go, okay, well, this person's going to do this group movie and this person's going to do the next group movie. 
having yes. that stability uh, throughout the series, however, whatever, and we're we're speaking very loosely about what even the series is, assuming there's a long series like there was here. Um, like I said earlier, we, we may go to, okay, instead of 22 movies, we're down to five movie arcs, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. And mm-hmm. we're going to see, instead of like, say, Galactus, maybe we won't see him for 20 movies or even hear about him for 15 or 10. Yeah. Maybe we're yeah. going to see like a five movie arc that focuses on X villain. And then the next five movies are X villain. And these are, you know, at varying scales, you know, say the first one is the earth based, you know, mm-hmm. Spider-Man is the central, you know, core of this part. So it's kind of more home based because he's, you know, earth based. He's really New York based, but even expanding out like far from home does to another area, it makes sense, but it's still on earth. Um, yeah. It takes something like Avengers to get him off planet. Right. Um, but then the next five movies, you know, kind of on a galaxy scale, if you will, you know, mm-hmm. other planets, et cetera, et cetera, in our galaxy. And then the next five, we kind of go beyond. And of course, this is completely ignoring the whole Guardians of the Galaxy part of it. Right. Um, yeah, they're going to be as, out there. <laughs> like, say this, you know, 10 to 15 movie arc, uh, they expand beyond. And that's where we see the that's where we start seeing, you know, maybe in the last movie of that arc, we see Silver Surfer. And then the next yeah. five movies are the Galactic Galactus arc, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, and it, all this depend, you know, kind of determines what we need writing wise and who we need where. You know, who's to say how long the end of time cast itself is going to last? I mean, we could go 100 <laughs> episodes and quit. We can go 500 episodes and quit. Who knows? But I'll tell you this, man. If we're if we're still around, it's going to be so interesting to have an episode where we come back to this one. You know, when mm-hmm. we're on movie when we're on movie 22 of the next arc, but 44 of the entire MCU arc, and yeah. we come back to here and go, man, we were curious. We were, we were, because right now I'm just flat out in a state of slightly anxious, but just flat out curiosity and wonderment. Like that's yeah. what this, that's what the MCU has done now. I'm not like, <laughs> ah, that was cool. And then years later, another X-Men movie gets announced, and I'm like, whatever. Right now, I'm in that, man, what could it be? What, 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 they could do anything. Like, who could they bring in? How will they do it? All this. It's, it's going to be so interesting down the road to see what this is yeah. like. And, you know, Absolutely. we're, we're saying 22 and arc as if that's their statement. We'll, we will add another what if scenario. Uh, hello, folks, and welcome to the MCU cast again. <laughs> you thought you came here for video <laughs> games, didn't you? You thought me and Chris played video games, huh? Did you? Uh, this is something else to consider. They are not exactly beholden to this formula. Chris, for all we right. know, this isn't a formula. This is just how shit panned out. 
You yeah, know? exactly. So they could have like four or five movies and another four or five movies and another four or five movies and all those have little peppers and they all tie together for a 10 movie arc or, or, or a three movie arc or something. You know, they're not beholden to anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could go outside of it. Like, let's say uh, I've heard someone make and I don't know the canon reason. So forgive me, comic book uh, aficionados. But somebody told me that if you wanted to do a Doctor Doom as the main bad guy you don't have to wait six movies to start seeing him you could pepper him in through every single movie in some degree and i was like wow that's that'd be interesting and then i had to think okay well hold on now because that's not exactly going by the formula that they did would you be okay Mm -hmm. with that and i just had to remind myself that we're saying formula they, this might have just happened the way it happened. So this is just another thing for them to do, thing for them to try. I'll leave it. I'll leave that with this. The fucking people at MCU made Guardians of the Galaxy. That if you think Iron Man was unknown to me, I had no idea who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. I knew who Rocket Raccoon was because of fucking MCU. So, uh, I mean, uh, because of Marvel vs. Capcom. So, I mean, I, I, that was completely out of the blue for me. They looked out there and said, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, we'll do that. And they did it. And it was fucking mm-hmm. phenomenal. It took the world by storm. That is one of many examples of the MCU going, trust us. We may pull some out of left field shit. <laughs> we may do something that's a bit out of your major knowledge or even your comfort zone, but we're gonna, you're gonna like it. You're gonna enjoy it. You're gonna have a good time. So if they come out with some new chart, you know, next year, Chris, and it's got, it's like a flow chart with, it's like nebulous. It's got some movies here and some movies here and some movies here with arrows pointing everywhere. I'm just gonna go, all right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. All right, let's go. <laughs> now let me let me stop and try to figure out what those logos mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've got my faith again. It's hard to look at all twenty-two movies. It's hard to look at this Thanos arc as a whole and be disappointed. It's hard to look at this Thanos arc as a whole and go, "All right, I don't really have faith in what's coming next." No, that's that. Yeah. I, that's not going to happen. It would take. We would have to be three or four movies in and me and Chris going, uh, uh, no, for me to start having that fall off. Right now, it's on a fucking high. It's on a high. It goes back to our conversation about developers and faith in game developers, you know. Okay, you do well for a while, you get a couple passes. And that's, Mm -hmm. I think, to an extreme here. (laughs) They get a lot of passes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, look at at it. Here's an example. When I played Mass Effect 1, I loved Mass Effect 1, had a damn good time with it. Jank aside, I had a great time with it. Loved the story. I, I was hooked. The immediate hook point for me in that game was when Rex was talking to that guy at the very beginning of the movie. You want me to take you to jail? I want you to try. I, I was hooked, and I've been hooked all the way through. Mass Effect 2 came along. Way too many changes for me. I became the Modern Warfare 2 guy when it came to Mass Effect 2. I was like, wait, wait, I don't like where this shit's going. I don't like it at all. Mm -hmm. But I stuck with it. And that has happened for other video game series as well. Mm, well, If we're talking about the MCU, yeah, I had, in my for me, my opinion, 
to me, I had legitimate complaints about the way Endgame wrapped up, or not uh, wrapped up, but the way that Endgame played out. But it was still a fucking great movie. It still had a point that made me go, yeah, in the theater, like I'm some fucking cool kid, you know? <laughs> it still had moments that made me just, yes, this is great. I love how this is playing out. I can still have complaints. I still loved it. So there's no downhill slope for the MCU right now. It's nothing but uphill. I can't right. wait to see Spider-Man this year. This trailer got me definitely excited. Now, I will say, Chris, I may watch this trailer a couple more times just to get some more details down. But this will be the only trailer I watch. This is Thank it. So when the fourth trailer gets released in July, I will not be watching. Well, actually, when does this movie come out, Chris? Did you see the date? Uh, I'll look that up. Um, but yeah, I I only I only watch this trailer. I was not going to watch it because of you know kind of I'm doing basically the same thing you do. I'll watch maybe one. Um, mm -hmm. but I wasn't even doing that for this. I hadn't seen any trailer. I hadn't seen the original. <laughs> Yeah. And I accidentally watched it trying to watch the new one. Um, <laughs> so I I only watched it because of the whole I want to see the connection end game. That's yeah. the only reason I watched this. Yeah. And I watched it because I wanted to see Mysterio. That was that was that was gonna be a line for me. I already knew it was one of those I've got my hands in the air and I'm smiling and shaking my head. Come on, bruh. You're not gonna do me wrong, are you? But it's Mysterio. He's kind of he's not really obscure. I think he may be one of the Sinister Six or whatever they called him, but he dude, he's a guy Chris, he's a guy in green tights and like a purple or red cape and a fucking fish globe on his head. I right, come on. It's it'd be you could fuck that up fox but i saw this one and saw the way he was portrayed and said nope they fucking did it again bravo and then All yeah right. seeing seeing the connection definitely definitely got me going oh oh, oh so good so let, let me the, lay this on you the release date july 2nd oh boy that's right around the corner man that is coming up quick Yep. And if I'm not, is there another MCU movie coming out this year? This year? Um, I don't know. I thought, there, I thought there may have been another one. I don't. I don't know what. I, would, I don't know what I'm thinking of. But I thought there Let was. Me, uh, I'm all over the wiki right now. So let me see if I can pull it up. I've been staring at the picture of fucking Spider-Man and Mysterio shaking hands since we've been talking about it. Mm -hmm. That's about all I've seen. Uh, but yes, definitely looking forward to it. Uh, we got Endgame. Captain Marvel came out this year. Uh, no, no, uh, Google. I am not counting Dark Phoenix as an MCU movie. <laughs> Neither am I um, counting Gambit, which sp there's a Gambit movie. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Black Widow, I think, is. They're not even starting to film until June. Uh, the Eternals, which is something we didn't even talk about, and nope. that's a whole nother thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not starting until September. Uh, Shang-Chi, which I don't know anything about that. Uh, let's see. There's not even word on when that one's going to start. Uh, we've got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which... 
started filming already. Uh, or never mind. That one's not even going to begin until next year. Yeah. There's a Doctor Strange sequel, which oh, is going okay. to begin filming next year. And nice. then there's a Black Panther sequel, which we know nothing about yet. Yeah. If I'm, if Maxim, <laughs> Maxim is to be believed, I've got a list of uh, movie release dates that are coming out, but no titles are connected to them. Uh, mm. There's one, two movies coming out in 2020, three coming out in 2021, and three in 2022, which if you look at that, that fits the general formula that we're used to seeing now. Sure. So, yeah, it's... In any event, we get Spider-Man this year, and it's going to be kind of quiet for a while. That's I'm I'm okay with that. Endgame has already came and went. I know. I mean, I I am not expecting nor what I want Far From Home to try to either meet or surpass either Endgame or uh, Infinity War. To further that point, I don't feel like they should even be trying to. I mean, this is iron man 2 was not trying to surpass endgame because they weren't in the same league with each other ever but i have faith in tom holland i have faith in the mcu i have more faith seeing the trailer and seeing jake gyllenhaal uh, as doing this mysterio role so yeah looking forward to it and i don't know how many more episodes we're going to keep talking about the mcu but <laughs> As long as there's news, probably. As long as there's news, and as long as we have more more shit to discuss, because it's just it's that good, man. It's this is great. This is good that it's done. This, you know, we it generates intrigue and excitement in us, as opposed to hey, we watch those movies. Like if you ask me about the original X Men movies from two thousand whatever, I mean, I watched them. I'm sure we could talk about them a little bit, but they were hot garbage, and I don't care where that universe went. These, I've watched all these movies, and I'm excited to see where the companies and directors and writers and producers are taking the next step. Can't wait. All right, let's cap off tonight with the last big piece of news. Uh, so all there right. was a, this thing hit me. Uh, I had just got off a plane mm-hmm. and was sitting outside waiting on some people to show up and was randomly popping through my subscriptions. I said, mm-hmm. hey, Sony's got a fucking uh, another state of play happening in like four minutes. I was like, oh, yeah. oh shit. So this th- this came out of nowhere. And I actually didn't have time to watch it that night. And our business got tracked, blah, blah, blah. I didn't really get to watch it till today. But I did see the final thing for it. I made sure to watch that while I was at dinner. Uh, I just oh, yeah. I kind of caught it in passing. So I didn't have a lot of direct ooh and ah with it but we'll get to that so so yeah uh the next state of play for this year sony uh has some pretty cool stuff in it one thing right off the bat chris did you Mm -hmm. pick up the sound effect at the very beginning of this thing nope or better yet how did you watch this did you watch it live when it was dropped or did you watch it after the fact so i had planned to watch it live and i tuned in and it was basically fading to black so i was like oh, okay great. <laughs> great so i had to go back to youtube and they posted it immediately yeah um, of course so i went back to youtube and watched it there uh so i yeah like i said i didn't get to watch it live i watched it today uh, a couple days after the fact or a day after the fact whatever uh 
and immediately right off the bat when they there was like a bar on the screen and when the bar changed color like a PlayStation 4 will do there was a sound effect I recognized the sound effect immediately because I played that game too many times and I'm one of those near nerdy guys that has video game sound effects on his phones for ringtones uh, yeah that was the Final Fantasy 7 menu select at the, <laughs> uh, the title screen menu select I totally sound missed effect. that yep so if I had seen this live, I already knew what was coming, but mm-hmm. we'll get to it. So I love Monster Hunter, man. I really feel I should get back into this game. I really do because they're just continuing like they're releasing content like an MMO releases content. And I love it. Point of fact, Chris, did you know that Diablo three is on its 17th season? That is no. crazy. That is an outside of this this event news i was i saw an article on it said yeah they're having their their uh it was either 13th or 17th either way they're having a unth season and that's how games like this are working now you know these games just keep continuing onward and it's it's so fascinating to me getting myself out of a mm like this is only for mmorpgs no monster hunter world is not an mmorpg it's an it's a massive multiplayer uh hunting action game and they're Mm -hmm. having continuous seasons and you can chat with people online and form groups and all this stuff liking him like an mmo but so yeah monster hunter world's getting an update there's going to be some new areas and new monsters uh, if you're listening to this episode right now, uh, as a disc recording, uh, you'll probably be hearing this on either Saturday or Sunday, uh, the 11th or 12th of May. Monster Hunter World is actually free to try until May the 20th. So if you want to see what all the fud, all the buzz is about, uh, take it from me, man. It's a good game to try. It's you'll you'll be hooked, and you'll have a lot more content than I had when I first played it. So get on that shit. Uh. I mean, aside from people that know Monster Hunter World, there wasn't a lot to just completely gawk over. If you, you kind of understand that if they're going to make extra content to this game, it's going to be predominantly more monsters, but right. more more areas is also is also going to be great to know. The notable the notable addition of this is that it's a snowy area that you're going to play in, mm. and to my recollection, there weren't snowy areas in the original content that I played. Definitely some cool places to check out. Definitely, you know, there's, there's forest areas and like uh, mud slash swamp type areas, and uh, like hilly mountainous areas and a volcano like area. So having a snow themed area is very cool. All and all the other extra new monsters aside, it definitely seemed pretty cool. Uh, next was Riverbond. Some th- it was a 3D pixel dungeon crawler that featured a whole bunch of indie characters okay Mm -hmm. sure it's out there for somebody and this is uh the next one and stop me chris if any of this is interesting that you want to talk about i don't know if if river bond really was up your alley or not no i i kind of (laughs) i actually skipped over that oh, okay. one just to catch yeah. the name and release date because I put a, in our Discord a list of you know all the game names and their release dates that have yeah. them. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of skipped over that one because I mm, doesn't really particularly interest me. 
yeah, same here. I mean, it looks if it's free, sure. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't. It is. I didn't see anything that just blew my mind. Uh, the next sound effect that I picked up right off the bat was this new Predator game. So they had some music playing, and the way that the music started to play. Uh, actually, I need to go back and figure out what it was. There was a sound effect. It was either a sound effect or it was the way that the music itself was playing. But I recognize I recognize the Predator reference right off the bat. And yeah, there's a there's a new Predator game coming. They made sure to let you know that the footage that you saw was not actual game footage or something like that. But the trailer didn't really show much of anything. It you saw like the the half silhouette of a Predator that was camouflaged, and you heard the sound mm-hmm. effect. And then, and then the trailer just went off. So I gotta say, man, uh, I haven't had too many Predator games in my life that have done it justice. I've watched Wooly play Concrete Jungle, and that's eh, it's okay. Uh, I've played a couple of the Alien-ish games. I pl- I actually own the Alien vs Predator game from back in. 2009 or 10 I forget whenever I was in tech school Mm -hmm. and it was not good at all and of all go ahead no finish I I thought you were done I was just saying of all the alien pop culture villains that people love I prefer Predator far more than aliens Uh, so I'm always interested to see anything with a predator i I did not like the last predator movie i thought predators was okay i just haven't had the same fuck yeah attitude that i've had since predator one maybe even predator (laughs) two and it's it's for some reason they just can't seem to get that right like this last predator movie dude i don't know what the fuck they were thinking i don't know what i don't know what they're going for but they're making a predator not what i'm looking for and when I think sure. of the Predator, dude, I think I damn near think of Batman. You know, I think of dark settings. I think of shadow tactics, and then he just kills. I don't need this. Mm-hmm. I don't need b- bright lit rooms with these spaceships with all these giant buttons and all this shit going on. Like, there's too much shit going on in Predator movies. If you want to have sure. him fighting Predator, having humans, go watch Predator One. That's how you do it. I don't need I don't need a two hour movie with an hour and forty two minutes of the time showing the predator. He's a stalker. He's a hunter, and I need to see that. I'm not getting that. All that aside, I don't know anything about this game. I, I'm hoping good things. It would be nice to finally have a game do the predator justice, and if it is, I'll check it out. But right now, as of this so, little trailer, don't know Jack. Here, here's. Here's why I would advise not getting excited about this game. Because the very first thing that was mentioned about it was it is multiple against one. Yep. Guess what? Evolve just did that and it flopped. It had a decent concept, but then the game bombed. It got a spike in popularity when they went free to play and then it died out again. So they have to do this very carefully. Um, and for people to play it, I don't know. I don't know what company's doing it, but I would counter that the Friday the Thirteenth movie game had the same formula, and they worked very well. 
that game has a lot of a lot of good content in it. A lot of good um that that, that is a good point. Um yeah. I feel like I, I but yeah, I know I what guess, you're saying. It can be done. It's just ooh, be careful. <laughs> yeah, it and I'd completely forgotten about the Friday the 13th and uh the other game the friday 13th and then the other one were the two big ones uh that have recently done that and i yeah, guess the dead by the, daylight or? yes oh. dead by daylight yes you got yeah it. um i i guess it depends on the scale of it because i think those two games did okay because they were basically people versus people um considering you know <laughs> dead by daylight those are 10 you know technically maybe not always people uh but they're, you know, small humanoids. I'll put it that way. Um, Evolve was more big monster, more fantasy type approach. Um, with Predator being what it is, if they go more the Evolve right route, I think that'll be where it gets rough. But perhaps if they follow the Dead by Daylight, well, see, it depends what, uh, what, what kind of game is this. You know, aside yeah, from the multiple versus one, what kind of game is this? Is this it, a track down and kill people like Dead by Daylight? Okay, you're just reskinning it. Okay, I suppose that's not too hard to do. <laughs> yeah, could be done. It's the 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 thing that I noted down here was online shooter. So yeah, you you've got more into it than I did from the mm-hmm. you know it being a multiple versus one. I'm saying it could be done. It's just be very careful, and we'll see. We'll we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. I remember hearing about uh, Dead by Daylight, and uh, audience, please correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm getting this confused with another game, or if I'm getting the details uh, incorrect, because I have not played uh, Dead by Daylight at all. But I heard I I heard something about uh, there's a cool idea. I want to say it's Michael Myers. Uh, they try to use, this is why a game like Dead by Daylight, I would use it as a reference for it could be done well. They use the characters' movie personas in the game correctly. Like, they use mm-hmm. Michael Myers, for example. Uh, you remember it, well, if, if you know the Michael, the movies that Michael Myers was in, there were many, many scenes where he was shown just standing a distance from you, just staring at you. They use that, and then, like you know, the 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 person will run, ah, and run to another room, and then they turn around, and Michael is now still behind them, and they'll run out the house and run into the woods, and they'll they'll be huffing and puffing against a tree, and turn around, and Michael's still behind them. So apparently, they use this in that game if you're playing as Michael Myers, that if he will run after you. But if you turn around and look at him, he stands still. But you can't just stand there and look at him all day. Uh, if I, I think it's like if Michael Myers is standing, if if he's not chasing you, he's not advancing. He can't advance, or or he gets a penalty for advancing or something because you're looking at him. But while you are looking at him and he is standing still, he is gaining buffs. The entire time, his attacks going up, his speeds going up, or something, and the minute you book away, he can chase after you again. But when you turn around and look at him again, he's standing still, and he's just gaining more buffs and gaining. And that fits into the movie Michael Myers while giving him a gameplay mechanic wrapped around it. I think that's really cool. Stuff like that should be 
highly thought about and considered if you're doing the predator as this this setup you know how they'll how they'll do it don't know we'll find out when the game comes out or details for the game comes out but that's stuff that that's awesome you know it's cheat mode if the predator is always invisible you know, I get that, <laughs> but him having that sheen, that that reflective uh, look to him, kind of can give it away. So you know, maybe if he's invisible, maybe have the invisibility on a timer somehow. But he can. It's like a choice: either use invisibility or turn invisibility off and have greater speed. You know, stuff like that. There's there's ways to do it. But as of this moment. Hearing a Predator game getting announced to me, even though the Predator is my favorite, is not like having, you know, Persona 6 announced. I'm not like, oh, fuck, yes. It's like, well, I will see how they do it because I've been rather let down throughout the years. Point of fact, the best Predator game, Chris, I've ever played was Alien vs. Predator for the Super Nintendo, which was a port of an arcade game. So (laughs) an arcade beat-em-up at that. So that shows you the amount of faith I have in a Predator game. But when I heard the sound effect or whatever the music cue thing was, I was like, ah, okay, cool. Uh, Medieval is getting a remaster-ish, a remake, remaster. Uh, I've played Medieval 1. I think I didn't even get past the first level, not out of challenge, just out of boredom maybe or i think i pl- i think i only ever had that demo i think there was a demo of that game i've never and, played it yeah uh fortescue is a i mean we'll say he, he, fortescue is a known maybe not a well-known but a known playstation quote-unquote mascot he's not world famous known he's not mario he's not master chief but sure. he's there uh, this game is going to be for somebody. I hope it. I hope it does. I hope it's done well and it's 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 done good for the people who like this game. I believe Medieval had two games on the PlayStation One. That's all I've ever known of. So, uh, yeah, uh, I hope it's good for those people. Um, some game where you play as a flying squirrel uh, away. It's called Away. Yeah. Yeah. You play as a sugar glider. Sugar Glider, sorry. Somebody called it a possum. I saw an article where they were like, play as a possum. And it had me thinking, wait a minute, do you only play as a Sugar Glider? And then maybe you could play as a possum? I, I don't know. but Yeah, when I, so when they first showed, I was like, is that a possum? And I, at, by the end of it, I was like, well, it's gliding. So I don't know what this is. My yeah. source for Sugar Glider is the PlayStation Twitter. Okay. Where okay. they posted about the game, I was like, "You p- play away as a sugar glider or whatever." Yeah, I was like, "Nailed it!" Yeah, put in my notes. <laughs> I played. Uh, I I played. I thought maybe it was a, it was a oddly colored flying squirrel, but no, I, yeah. I didn't know. I should have thought. I should have. I should have. Should have seen sugar glider. Um. Yeah, it's it's a, it's some game about being an animal and surviving the the harshness of the wild and all that. I mean, graphically it looks cool, but this mm-hmm. is another game that I just went uh, okay. Um, but here's your non-human game. 
Yeah, that is true. <laughs> this is this is uh this I immediately this thought is, of you when I saw that. I was like, here you go. This is me shutting my mouth. But <laughs> but now oh, <laughs> damn it, Chris, you ain't gonna back me in a corner. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking <laughs> swing my dagger and get out of this. I also don't want to play as something that's a strictly real world thing. Like you're telling sure. me that, you, that that I get to play as a flying as a as a sugar glider, and I have to go out and fend off uh you know uh, uh wolves and tigers and get get out of the rain and and eat for survival. Eh, nah, I want more games like the original Ratchet and Clank. I want games like that. I want characterized characters. And not the 2016 Ratchet and Clank, by the way. That's many complaints on that. But <laughs> I'm just an old fuddy-duddy that don't that doesn't know what he wants. I'm I have to be honest with you and the audience. I saw that and went. I saw away and went. Eh, okay, me. I nothing about it made me go. Mm, okay, but hey, Chris could put it in front of me and I'll play it. And who knows? Maybe maybe it'll turn me around. But yeah, immediately not interested. I see a way as being another one of those experience games, kind of like uh, Journey was, and then there was, um, I'm drawing a blank on the name of it, but there have been other similar games where they are they have a particular style to them artistically, mm-hmm. but they're not your traditional game. It's more of exploring this world and having some sort of experience that's the vibes i got from this so yeah yeah uh there there are survival aspects to it that may appeal may may be interesting but i feel like i've already talked more about this game than i care to so whatever (laughs) we'll we'll, let 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 all the people that i subscribe to uh, force this down my throat and then I'll play it. But for right now, just a, a solid view. I just I said, eh, okay, it's for somebody, but I don't feel it's for me. Then, oh, then we got into what Chris has been dying to get to this episode. Oh yeah, we got to the final little reveal trailer. Now again, since I had seen this already. I still feel that if you had watched this trailer from the beginning, if you were there waiting and watching this countdown, you, you would have got it. But if not, regardless, it was a Final Fantasy VII remake trailer. Right off the yeah. bat, right off the bat, voice acting. Let's go ahead and hash this discussion right now because that was one of the first things I noticed. As I was watching it and hearing the, the music, the titular piano playing the, the theme and seeing the faces and all that, I heard the voice acting and immediately started to hold up a fist and go, mm, I want to discuss this with Chris. <laughs> okay. So voice acting, what do you think? Oh, just that there is voice acting? Yeah. Or, um, as long as it is done well, I'm okay with it. Um, based on what we heard so far, nothing's jumped out at me as they're doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, Barrett, he has his line in there and he sounds like a badass. Uh So if they make Barrett the badass that he is, go ahead. Um, this is, it's, it's kind of 
it's not like they're transitioning from silent characters to voice actors. They mm-hmm. had lines. They spoke. Yeah. We just didn't hear it. Yeah. Um, and it's not like this is the first time they've had voices either. You know, we have the movies. We have... Uh, I'm trying to think if there are any games that have voice acting in them. Any of the prequels, sequels, or, you know, offshoots, whatever you want to call them. Um, um, I want to say the uh, PSP Final Fantasy VII. Uh, the one that had the angels in it. Uh, I want to uh, say Crisis that- Core? Yeah, Crisis Core. I believe it. I know Zach had a voice in it. I don't know. Mm. I think Cloud may have. Uh, Sephiroth had a voice. I th- I think Cloud had a voice too. But yeah, it's not a mainstay for sure. Yeah. But I, I overall, I don't mind it. Yeah this this might be another just more evidence of me being an old fuddy-duddy crossing his arms and going, you know, not in my video games, but I'm always leery of voice acting. I always am. Whether it's a brand new IP or not, I'm always, uh, I, don't, I don't know. And I feel that's definitely prominent here because, folks, this is Final Fantasy VII. This is a mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII remake. This is a treasure among the video game community as a whole not just final fantasy fans this is a this is a tower of a video game that they're coming in and giving a new coat of paint and i'm fine with that but they never they didn't have voices to me and yes i agree voice acting can be done it can be done well with the proper voice i mean we watch critical role folks we know a lot of good voice actors that can do a damn good job (laughs) But it's something about having not only not only not having voice acting, period. And again, I'm sorry if this really just sounds like an old fuddy-duddy. I'm thinking back to games like Final Fantasy VI, like Final Fantasy VII, like Chrono Trigger, where, yes, they had dialogue. They didn't have a voice. So mm. I didn't ascribe a voice to a character. I ascribed a personality and gave it my own voice. And now a bit of that is taken away because now this is the this isn't forever going to be the assigned voice of these players of these people. It's less to do with their voice acting alone. That's that although it is going to be a big part of it. I really hope that these characters, like you said with Barrett, capture capture those characters. You know, for example. Uh, and I guess we'll go ahead and say Final Fantasy VII spoilers just in case. I realize that game is fucking old, but you never know. Uh, here's a good example. Chris, do you remember Red 13's real name? Uh, Nanaki. Good job. Awesome. So, for those that have played this game, you come to find out that Nanaki is in terms of his race he's like a teenager you know he talks very well he talks like he talks like an older gentleman but then when you get him home they're mm-hmm. like talk about it. he's like he's like fucking 12 and he's like oh it's gonna be interesting to see how a voice actor plays that through you know i read that from the dialogue and i understood it but there was no voice behind him so I'm just using a, a wild example, just using the Nanaki as an example. If the first time you talked, like how how did that voice come across in the game that we did not hear? 
You know, when they first met him in uh, Shinra Tower, when they pulled him out of the tube, and when he he was talking to Cloud and everybody else, was he like, "Hey guys, we need to get we need to get out of here"? Or was he like, "We should evacuate <laughs> the area immediately"? And then they got to the town, it's like, "Oh man, you guys found me out!" Like, y- you don't know. Did his voice change when they found out? what his age really was did his demeanor change like you can infer some of that from the way the dialogue was written but having a person assign a voice and a verbal personality two totally different things just yeah. saying just saying i hope they do it all justice my guess there is that it will be essentially a adult voice uh the entire time i don't think his tone will change even yeah. through the reveal stuff like that if that's even a thing (laughs) yeah yeah i mean you definitely got to hear a lot of voices in this trailer you know you got to hear Mm -hmm. cloud talk Eris talked uh sephiroth talked barrett talked so it'd be really unfair to see this i think it was like a three minute trailer uh, and make harsh judgments on the on the entirety of argument or, or the entirety of the of the game Right. But yes, yeah, it's, it's just something that immediately allows if if I'm being that guy that's that's hey treat this with care you know put some put some kid gloves on I was kind of like Ugh. so what are some other moments of this trailer Chris that stuck out to you so funny thing you just were going through their names did you notice that the text had Aerith there's no <gasps> Aries in this it's oh, all wow. Aerith. Wow, so I did not. Is the whole thing finally confirmed? It's supposed to be Aerith, one hundred percent. Yeah, good, good point. So, and you um, gotta assume that even though you can name characters in the game, they give you the prompt to change them. That's they kept the canon the way they wanted it to. So, right. Um, for me, and this is the big, this is the big, big, good, big discussion point when looking at this is. All right, what are we looking at gameplay-wise? Right, right. Because we have a lot of mechanics, a lot of beloved mechanics that are a concern here. Mm-hmm. Um, when going from the normal, or I say normal, let's start with the old school Final Fantasy VII look. Um, this isn't just uprising it. This is a completely different style. Well, now looking at the Final Fantasy XIII uh, 15 type of look to it as far as 3D uh, you know 3D uh, or what's the word to use a actual battle environment being you know whatever's around you type thing um, so with that we, we knew we were going to see changes to the battle system we kind of saw some of that already from previous stuff uh, hints of it uh-huh. but in this we really saw a we saw a menu and we saw buttons being pressed and things happening. We didn't get yeah. a really, really good look at it. But there are a couple things that... And these are guesses. So if something... If any of this is wrong when we actually see more gameplay... Hold on. Let's let's back up a minute. Okay. And this is kind of skipping ahead in the trailer. But they say more coming in June. Yep. So around E3, I suspect they're going to do something else and release more. So mm-hmm. that may be when all of this is moot and we have answers but for now these are all theories 
I got to tell you, Chris, I, I this is something that I I missed. I'm playing this trailer full disclosure right now on my at my house on my other TV <laughs> in <laughs> in like a quarter of the speed. And you are not lying, Chris. There's you you I actually see Cloud on the field in the battle, and as the triangle button prompt gets flashed, meaning that the button got pressed, he does the action, and then the button right. gets pressed again, and he does the action. So yeah, we now have like this is how you are going to play the battles in this game. That's 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 cool. I didn't notice that before. Yeah. So there's there's the question of what do all the things on the screen mean. We mm-hmm. kind of assume that the main number's health, of course, that's not, I don't even say that's an assumption at this point. That's a fact. The assumption is that the number to the right of that is MP. Mm-hmm. I don't believe we see a single spell cast by the character nope. in focus, so we can't confirm that. Um, one shot does look like Aerith is casting ice magic from the side. So, and I didn't, I don't know if the, uh, I didn't pay attention to the, uh, text the ui that's the word i was looking for to Mm -hmm. see if anything changed right there but i think it cuts in after the basically the prompt would be pressed the button would be pressed so we don't see the actual change of mp um but the thought is that's the mp Mm -hmm. and then we have um underneath the mp is a bar that looks like an atb bar so it's kind of interesting in that sense um but it's also not going down when mm-hmm. things are happening, so, um, or sorry, I think, I think that's the limit bar is what we're looking at there. Yeah, um, we yeah. don't actually see an ATB bar unless that is the blue section bar underneath the health. Um, thought is that the blue section bar is kind of like a thirteen-ish combat style, where actions cost a certain amount of ATB. You know, you attack and you can get an X number of attacks before you have to give up an entire uh, section of ATB. We only see two sections on here. We don't know if that's going to change throughout the game either. Um, Real quick to kind of put this in perspective as well. All of this trailer takes place in Midgar. We see nothing after that. Right. um, Which we can talk about the ramifications of that in a minute. Yeah. But we only see two bars for this blue bar. But it does seem like a bar is lost when Braver or um, Barrett's, I don't remember the new name, but basically his big shot attack is used. So it looks like they might be splitting out limit breaks from, um, or splitting limit breaks into two things. Limit breaks and then whatever these square attacks are or triangle attacks, they're kind of a shortcut menu. But Braver and the Brick Shot equivalent seem to be things that you can use as long as you have ATB for it. So maybe it's a, excuse me, one of those things. Well, then how do limits work, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, and I want you to find the scene in here as you're watching through at these various paces. Look at Cloud's Buster Sword. Yes, I. It so looks like also, there's materia in it. Yep. So other full disclosure, uh, I, I watched this trailer a couple times when I was at the diner. But again, I was I was entertaining and being entertained by fellow workers and everything. So I was kind of mm-hmm. I watched it and then watched it again when I caught a lull. But uh, when I got back to the room, uh, I mean, uh, reactions were all over the place. 
the first yeah. one that popped up for me was Easy Allies, so I watched them. And I I can't remember if it, I think I forget if it was Ben or, or Michael Huber, one of, but someone was like, oh, his materia is in the sword. It's in the sword. And Huber goes, mm-hmm. confirm, never changing Buster's sword, never changing from it. And I was like, <laughs> come on, Mike, come on, man. Other other swords have materia, but I feel you, brother. I feel you. Yeah. Uh, something else I noticed about Cloud, you probably did not, Chris. This is curious to see if they change this forever. So Cloud confirmed for shaving his underarms. Uh, has no manly hair underneath those arms that I can tell. But whatever. I mean, it's a Japanese game. So. Yeah, it's a Japanese game. It, it is how it is. But uh, but did you notice Barrett does have chest hair? He does. Because Barrett's a manly man. Mm-hmm. Uh Good God, that that picture of Eris looking up at the screen with those bright fucking green Mako eyes. I'm like, they, mm-hmm. they yeah, they, yeah. But we haven't even talked about this part of this trailer yet. Uh, trailer looks fucking gorgeous. Oh yeah, this game from looks the, amazing. From the little uh, the little movie cut scenes to the battle scenes, the action that you see, all that. There's one scene uh, that I'm seeing now, Chris. It's got so Barrett is strafing backwards, basically shooting the enemy, and you can see in the foreground, closer to the enemy, clouds up there with a sword ready to attack. So your perspective in these battles is also going to be interesting. Uh, not only for the perspective, just to look at. You know, imagine a field that's as big as your house and one end of the house, there's a fight and the other end of the house of the fight. But you're in the neighbor's yard watching this battle. It's also how are you going to control? You know, are you swapping between characters on the fly? Are you create are, are uh, I basically assuming you're going to have an AI controlling or or does so- it kind of play like a pseudo uh, uh, battle where as soon as it comes time for you to control, the camera goes to you? You know? Yeah, so we see a few different areas, and these are assumptions based on graphics. We have no idea if this is for sure. But we have train tracks, the train graveyard, uh, the sewer, and then the street or kind of, I think, the environments. And the reactor, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a big areas which are pretty much encompasses all of Midgar, of course. But um, there were various scenes, and some of them have combat, some of them don't. The ones that have UI... The one on the train tracks where you have Barrett, Tiff, and Cloud, there are L2R2 prompts to switch between characters. Ah. Now, on the one where, I don't know if it's apps, which we're assuming it's apps based on what it looks like, but there's also another scene where it only has Cloud up as far as controls go, but you have Barrett and Tiff with you. So... Maybe they're not controllable at that point. Oh, I wonder if this is... I don't even, I don't even want to guess at this point. But at this point, you're only controlling Cloud, it looks like. So maybe there are sections where they're helping in fights. Like, there's a iconic scene where, you know, Barrett and Tiff are on the opposite side of an enemy, uh, Airbuster. Yep. And maybe yep. that's what this scene is. Um, it doesn't match, though. But a similar scene... Uh, where they're on the other side, so you don't control them. You mm-hmm. only control Cloud. I don't know. Or maybe this is just because it's an early version and they didn't, you know, have that in at that point or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, there's, <laughs> this yeah. is all speculation. Yeah. For the most part. Well, I'll tell you what's not speculation anymore. 
because it's been confirmed. Uh, it wasn't confirmed during this press conference, during this trailer that I saw. It was uh, actually mm-hmm. today that I've seen the news reports is that uh, one of the big questions going around after this trailer was announced, even with the, hey, we've got more coming in June, uh, is this game still going to be episodic? Square yeah. Enix has reported that, yes, this game will still be episodic. So Yeah, that uh, was the other thing when I mentioned it was Midgar. That, yep. that was kind of the concern is, okay, episode one is going to be Midgar. How do you um, still feel about that, man? I I don't want it to be episodic. Um, I think before I make a final judgment on it will be price point. If, and I don't even know then. Really, <laughs> would I pay $150 for a three part Final Fantasy VII remake? Realistically, yeah, I'm, I'm totally gonna do it, whatever they do. I'm gonna pay for it yeah. and buy it. Do I yeah. want to? Not really. If I'm looking at this, okay, if I'm looking at just what I have seen in the previous trailer from, I don't know, like four fucking years ago, and this one just now. And especially mm. when more gets revealed in this next whatever they show in June, Final Fantasy VII is that good. I'm not saying was, is that good to me. And right. I am totally cool with the battle system being different. I can live with that. I am not so bolted down to that to the original battle system that I can't... I, I see the action in this new uh, battle system and I can live with it. It's about the the Chris. It's about the areas. It's about the the towns that you go to. Mm-hmm. It's about the music. It's about the setting. It's about the way the characters are written. The story. All that is where I is where I need things to work correctly. Materia. That's going to be kind of an iffy thing, you know. If how how are they going to make? Just like you said earlier, you didn't see. We didn't see any magic being cast. That's fine. We also didn't see a menu showing materia. We do see the Buster Sword right. with materia on it, but I need to know that 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 materia system was fucking solid. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm being real here, audience and Chris, if I'm be, if, if 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 I'm getting on a high horse and just speaking my mind about it, the battle system of Final Fantasy VII was another fucking RPG battle system. I mean, wow, whoop de doo. If that goes away or gets changed to something different or better, I'm okay with that. The materia system, I like the way that materia system was. I liked hooking materia to people and learning magic over time and being able to have. I can cast this spell because I have this material attached to me chris just the sound effect of the chink of putting the material in there i I need (laughs) that i need that there Mm -hmm. the battle system aside from what i can see in this trailer they're they're stylizing it a bit i mean cloud's outfit looks like cloud's outfit Aerith looks like Aerith, or Aerith looks like Aerith. I mean, Mm -hmm. this shit looks like what I remember. As long as that feel stays through, battle system aside, you damn right I'll pay 150 bucks for a trilogy. Again, yeah, do I want to? No. (laughs) But this is a company saying we are going balls to the wall to give you the fan, not not trying to mass appeal to everybody again. We feel we'll do that as a, as an aside. But you, the Final Fantasy fan, you, Chris, who have played this game more than once, will mm. enjoy what we're, we... This is a fans... This is not a fan service. This is a service to the fans. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. But it, I can't get over how good it looks. Yeah. <laughs> it looked really good. Uh, I mean, just the watching Cloud walk around and talk and hearing that sullen demeanor that he's known for and the flip side having Eris being all like, you know, smiling and happy and whimsical mm-hmm. like that. You, you, you've got it. You've got it, game. Now, let's see if you keep Big it this way. Wedge and Jesse. Oh, yeah. Thing. Sorry, we didn't even mention those three. Like, I mean, I know they're a minor role in the game, but they are prominent in this trailer. And their mm-hmm. outfits are there. Their their characters are there. They talk. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, there was... I was trying to think. There was something else I was looking at in the trailer, and I got completely sidetracked by something else I saw. I saw the enemy. I forget its name, but it's the. I don't remember if it's a minor boss or or just a minor enemy. It it's a looks like a behemoth up on two legs. It's got two glowing horns out the front. It's got chains. It's got a big ass chain. Oh, that looked like it. We're thinking that's apps. The people I was looking at. Yeah, watching on yeah, this. yeah, 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 yeah. Because that was the sewer, you know, area. It looked like. Here's what here's what we're gonna say, Chris. Because I also saw this. I saw the uh, oh man, another Midgar enemy. The little turtle looking things that shoot the water at you. And oh man, if I'm walking through Midgar, I've paid sixty five bucks for the first part, Chris. I'm walking through Midgar. I'm down below the Wall Market. I'm between Wall Market and the place where you meet uh, Eris. And I get into a battle, and I see that fucking evil house monster. <laughs> I'm like, you have now solidified the other $100 that I have to pay because you guys are doing it. You didn't look at enemies and go, ah, that looks too odd. Because so there, there is a good compilation, audience. Uh, go, go look for... Uh, it's like odd enemies in Final Fantasy VII. There's some. You got your typical stuff. You got your behemoths and your fire bombs and all that stuff. But you, there are some oddities. That house one is definitely a uh, what kind of enemy? But it that's it's in that game, and it's I will always remember that being in that game. I also yeah. can't wait, Chris, to see whenever I swap over from his Buster Sword to his Nail Bat that it's a fucking Nail Bat. <laughs> I can't wait to see that. But yeah, here's the kicker. I... When you equip armor, Chris, do you think that armor's going to change? No. <laughs> well, how do you think they're going to do that then? If they're trying to keep this as realistic as they can, they're going to keep the weapons different, but do you think they'll actually have armors or do you think maybe it'll be like armor augmentations maybe like enhancements like how do you think they're going to do that i mean i don't i don't really or do you think they care a lot of thought into it but just thinking offhand now about it i don't see why there wouldn't be armor but i don't think it'll be anything graphical um maybe minor changes like maybe some colorations etc but aside from that not really. I think, of course, the weapons are going to change. I, I say, of course, they better change or we're going to have some problems. Um, but I, yeah, I don't, and I'm okay with that. I don't really care a whole lot about the armor changing. Yeah. Um, it's a yes. very minor thing. 
same here. And if it, if it was a game that had armor that changed with the characters, like many RPGs have done, then yeah, I would expect it to. But you saw Cloud all the way through. You saw Tifa all the way through, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and they all stayed the same except for their armor. And I'll keep it that way. It, I, I'll tell you, it will be a true to form. Uh, thing if you equip like I don't know a leather vest and it still stays the same it'll be I'll be like all right guys they're like yeah we 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 we, we want to keep it true we don't care how true it is <laughs> now one thought I had as we're talking about the enemies is are we going to have random battles where we change into the battle map or are we going to be fighting on the map itself. Because mm, that's what be thirteen a, to fifteen did. This would be a good bet, man. It, uh, I would say, I, and it could be done. It can still be done. I, I don't know, man. This is a toughie because okay, when you have an area that's tight, like again, making that trek in the beginning of the game from the area, mm-hmm. the church where you met Eris to the the place the little town and then making that trek up to the wall market area those areas that you walk through were not that big and i'm saying Mm -hmm. that in this in this perspective if you have no enemies on that area then you're only you're doing random battles so you just walk across the area and enemies pop up if you if you now take Cloud's perspective. I wish. I wish this. What this is about. This is the first time that I've actually wished that we were a video podcast so I could show what I'm saying. But audience, if you want to look up, look up any wall market type map area from the beginning of Final Fantasy VII. Specifically, look for a picture that has Cloud on that map and blow it up where you see the entire walkable area. Now, now shove enemies in that area to scale, like the house monster. That I'm specifically thinking one area, Chris. You know that had the uh, that had like the uh, the little the construction equipment, like the backhoe thing. You had to walk yeah. up the plank of wood. You know what I'm talking about. Now that was the wall market thing, right? Now cut that. Keep pause that. Now think of the battle when you actually fought that house monster. You know what? I need to look this up because I'm tired of calling it evil house. It had a it had a fucking name. <laughs> um. I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting anal about this because this is Final Fantasy VII and it deserves um, deserves the truth. Uh, house, Hell House, thank you. I should know that. All right, I, I, like I'm looking at a picture right now of clouds to scale up to the Hell House monster. He's big. It it would yeah. take it. It's it's like if you if you if you lay cloud out in some areas, it would take like, like 12 clouds to freaking make this hell house to scale. Now go back to that map that you see cloud walking around on. Now start populating four, five, six hell houses on that map. Plus the other enemies that you also fight in that same area. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be a bit crowded and I think it's it. So when you kill, let's 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 say they go. Okay, we understand your point. So we're gonna have two hell houses, two of these monsters, two of these monsters, and two of these monsters. Okay, what happens when I kill all those? Well, you have to leave the screen and then come back. Okay, so our screen now, Chris. This brings up the question: Are the areas gonna be screen transition, 
Or are you going to be able to just walk free throat, free flow through like Witcher or God of War or Grand Theft Auto? You know, how is how is the camera perspective? Not only the perspective of the battle going to change, but is the screen transition still going to be there? You know, yeah, I think a lot I of think we'll see a hybrid. I think we'll see a hybrid approach. There will be areas where it's a hard cut, um, especially if it's something story related that gives a reason for that cut. But I think like going through the reactor, um, I think that's going to be like one big area. Mm-hmm. Um, at least I hope that's what it is. Um, one of the things talking about this kind of both things at once, uh, I went to the section of the trailer where they have the countdown timer, you know, that part at the beginning of the game. Uh-huh. And we do not see any enemies on the map in what little area we see. So Uh, unless there's no enemies in that countdown sequence, which doesn't make sense, that's kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, part of the premise of it. Um, Looks like they're not going to be on the map. Uh, So, but man, this, this, I'm, I'm I have my screen currently frozen on the part where cloud is hanging from one of the pipes and shimming across. And that's just, these environments are phenomenal. Oh yeah. And I'm only doing this now because I actually have the damn wiki pulled up. I want to make sure I get these names right. The area, the (laughs) map that I was specifically talking about is Sector 6. And the enemies that you find in this area are the Hell House and the Hole Eater. So even if that's two enemies, I still feel Mm -hmm. like it would would be crowded a bit. You know, it'll be interesting to see how they play that. I'm sure these are things that they have thought about, I hope they have thought about and have thoroughly worked out at this point um here's these are questions now chris i didn't even have until just now so awesome (laughs) this is great here's a thought um what if it's not that you transition into a battle uh a different battle screen but like the enemy spawns in front of you when you get into a battle so you don't see them on the map in general it's still a random battle yeah. But then they, you know, pop up in front of you as the battle music starts what triggering. What game are we thinking about? Those have done that. Um, uh, Final, uh, it's it's something that's been done. So. Yeah. Audience, write us in and let us know the games that have done this. You know you know you played some. <laughs> you know you played. And I, I don't know some too. I just can't believe right now that they're not popping into my head. But yeah, it's like it's a random battle, but it's the 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 enemies just basically appear in front of you in the music transitions. Uh, man, did did Lost Odyssey do that? I don't remember. Anyway, yeah, it's it's something to think about. That's I man, I fucking love this man. I never thought about this until we. <laughs> took, this is why I couldn't wait to discuss this on this podcast. Uh, and I mean, again, going through. So we we mentioned the one enemy earlier that we we believe is going to be apps, and I'm pulling up a picture of apps too to make sure I'm thinking of the right guy too. Um, mm-hmm. and I know I I know it is. Uh, apps. Yes, yes, it is. We also saw the. Uh, oh yeah, that's totally him. Totally apps. Uh, I saw the little uh, the the little turtle slight uh, the monster that has the the like the lance and it shoots a water jet at you. We see this big uh bipedal mechanical enemy. I'm sorry, it's been mm-hmm. it, it it's it has been. It hasn't been too long since I played Final Fantasy VII. I just don't have all the fucking enemies down to name. But the point the the point is, regardless of name remembers or not, the the enemies look 
detailed. They look like what I remember. And they are fully, like, Chris, there's a scene in here where there's some, like, crawling. I know the enemies. I, I know the enemy. I remember the enemy. It's like, it, it looks like a uh, one of the Zerg-type monsters from StarCraft. And Barrett's shooting at it. And I've played this back like 10 times as I've been taught, as you've been talking and he shoots, I want to say backblast is the, is the attack he does. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is. And he fucking shoots the missile and it's, it kind of sucks for this perspective because you can't fully see the enemy engulfed in flames. I really wish the camera was to the left a little bit. I'm assuming you will be able to control the camera in these fights, sure. but dude, the lighting on the enemy as the missile goes toward him the lighting effects on the surrounding areas as as the missile as the attack goes forward and the shadows change and blow up when it blows up Mm -hmm. it's oh man this this is the detail that you wanted to see back in seven this if done right, will shut everybody up that ever said, yeah, Final Fantasy VII was great, but look at those crazy, silly, blocky graphics. <laughs> like, look at Cloud's hair. Look how blocky. He's got these giant forearms and little bitty muscles. Like, ugh. Well, now you get to see this shit down to the pixel quality that you want. And it it looks like they are doing it justice. When you see a game that they are taking that much time and dedication to the just the enemies, not just the bosses and not just the characters, but the general enemies that you're going to fight repeatedly, you know you're in good hands. Yeah. I will say, you know, my final thought on this is it's giving me hope again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I- I, I'll, I'll, and my final thought will be: I take your time, you know, take your time, Square. Do this if you're putting this level in. Uh, well, two points. One is like a sub point. Don't. <laughs> I hope Square, you're not Square Enix, Squeenix. I hope that you're not like all these other companies that are coming out of the woodwork and absolutely working your workers till the slave mentality death. Uh, please don't do that. I am in a hurry for this game. I would love for this game to come out as soon as possible, but I want it to be done right, and I don't want people to fucking suffer over it. So mm-hmm. churn it out. Do what you got to do. Don't kill your employees, and get the game to me when it gets done. Um, uh, it does suck that it's coming out episodically because, again, we don't know details of how far. Fo- define episodic. Okay, are we talking the uh, part one's going to be Midgar, part two's going to be the out of Midgar to blank, and then part three is going to be blank to the end of the game? That's fine, but are we saying part one is going to be released in 2020, part two's in 2024, part three's in 2029? I mean, I need to, I, I'd like to know stuff like that because that's. Yeah. Are we talking seasons? Are we talking about all three will get released in a, in a year or two of each other? That's kind of what I need to know. I'm okay with it being episodic as much as I don't like it. As long as I know the details of the episodic nature. I don't know that yet. What I do know is I have a trailer here and it's lit. It's, it's, it's okay. Okay. You guys are, you're, you're the only thing that seems like you're really changing is the battle system. And I'm, and everything else that I see is paying a solid tribute is treating mm-hmm. this stuff with the care that it needs to be treated with and I'm digging it. 
I really am. I didn't have this much hype before I saw this trailer, but now I have, and now I'm in. I'm ready to have it. Yep. So, what about you, audience? Uh, let's start from the ground up. Do you like video games? I'm sorry that you had to hear two hours of Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe talk. But if you're an MCU fan, you'll understand why. If you're not, get on that shit. Uh, do you like RPGs if you like video games? You do. Well, how many Final Fantasies have you played? Have you played Final Fantasy VII? How many times have you played it? Do you enjoy it? Have you seen this trailer? And has this trailer got you interested? That question's for all of you. Uh, if you haven't seen the Final Fantasy VII trailer and you've never played a Final Fantasy VII game or never played a Final Fantasy period, go check the trailer out. See if maybe this now interests you. Because hopefully this will, as well as treat fans with dignity and respect and give them what they're craving, this will also bring a new audience in. You know, when they see this level of detail and this level of graphics, uh, it's it's... It's given me hope that I can see Advent Children levels, if not better, uh, uh, levels of graphics in a Final Fantasy VII game. And that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, what about the Spider-Man 2 trailer that came out? The Spider-Man uh, Far From Home trailer that came out? Uh, did you watch that? How, how steeped in the MCU are you? Uh, what hopes do you have for the MCU in the future? What what enemies are you looking to see? What what franchises are you hoping to get brought in? And trust me, don't be scared to bring up obscure things, you know, because, uh, again, to me, Guardians of the Galaxy was way out of left field. And they, they, they just shown that with a great light. So if you have some weird, what you think obscure character or, or group of characters... It, it may be obscure to you, but the MCU will go, we got you. Do you have faith that they can do that? Uh, any Marvel stuff that you want to talk about, we love to, we love to discuss that stuff with you. Are you playing through Secure right now? Have you been playing Magic the Gathering? Anything that we talked about in this episode, we would love to discuss with you. And there are many ways that you can get that information to us. Uh, we have a Facebook page. You can go to Facebook and search for End of Time Cast. It should uh, take you right to our page. It may be how you found this episode right here. We have an email address. You can email us at endoftimecast at gmail.com. That's end of timecast at gmail.com no funny numbers in there just spell it just like you heard it we have a twitter page you can find us there you can tweet us you can retweet us we have our episodes up on soundcloud where we're mainly hosted at we have them up on youtube uh we have th the end of time cast if you put that in quotes in google that should take you to any of our old episodes it'll take you to many places where you can comment to us write us uh and get in touch with us some way we'd love to discuss things with you uh you'll probably get your comment or email read on here and it will spurn some discussion between us i guarantee so yeah that's gonna do it for tonight's episode of the end of time cast and until next time i'm michael and i'm chris good night everybody <laughs> <laughs>